Okay. So you got this up on the internet now. Well, in a sense. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. So uh, most of the technologies, I I can't say I've mastered, but you can go to the website. There is a website now, yeah, which a website is, now. what's our website? Uh, EvangelionPodcast.com. EvangelionPodcast.com. And actually for the website. How do you spell <laughs> that for people who are trying to spell it? Well, I was going to say the pronunciation doesn't matter for this Oh, one. okay. So yeah, so it's, you're it's, using a G. Uh, use, yeah, it's phonetic. It's phonetic. Evangelion. Yeah, podcast.com. Uh, startlingly, that wasn't taken. Yeah, how is that still available? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Because um, like, <laughs> there, there are more podcasts. We're not the only one, surprisingly. Um, but right, yeah. But nobody yeah. thought to take AvangelionPodcast.com. And we, we've, been, we've been discussing a little bit whether or not to even bring up uh, the existence of other podcasts. Um, yes. <laughs> so you, you said you were, you were uh, uploading it to SoundCloud. We're on SoundCloud now. Right. It was the easiest way to do it. Yeah, because we don't know what we're doing. Yeah, I, I read established. You know, a dozen articles and uh, ignored the good advice and went for the easiest right. like, version. Uh, half-ass. We're Generation X, and that's the way truly that's the half-ass. we to do things. Yeah, uh, every website warned me <laughs> that uh, SoundCloud is a great way to have your podcast never be found. Right. So, um, <laughs> but we have three people that are, that have liked, there's yeah, like three yeah. hearts now. Yeah, we have three hearts. Um, I assume that means three people have decided it's their favorite podcast. Right. At least one person that wasn't the two of us. <laughs> right. Cause I, cause it is one of my favorite podcasts. So no, I, I don't, I haven't, heart. I haven't clicked the heart on it. Really? So it's not me either. So there might be two people. It could be my friend, Peter. Peter, Peter, that's you texting. Right. Well, that guy, that guy loves everything. Um, <laughs> well, it's not my mother. Yeah. I wouldn't share this with her. Right. I'm afraid and ashamed. So, but anyway, <laughs> so you're on, you're on um, SoundCloud. You're uploading our uh, podcast, and you notice, I guess, by searching that there are other, there yeah. are other podcasts for this show. Uh, yeah. So in, in my. Uh, I just it just really I think that speaks to my personality that I had considered because this was the first time I'd had the idea. Right. Um, that it was the first time anyone had had the okay. idea so and that we would be, you know, complete pioneers. But it turns out that like <laughs> podcasting is is really popular right now. Um and this is a uh, a popular show. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately that that crazy alchemy has created other yeah, podcasts. So there's competition. We have competition. Although we've decided we're not going to. Uh, are we going to talk about? Well, we made some mistakes last time where we called out a few high-profile companies. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, you know, for really no material gain. Yeah, Google, PlayStation. Uh, yeah. We're plugging them again. Yeah, I mean, so, unfortunately, it's it's kind of a what's a snake biting its tail. They'll, they'll I'm sure that analogy us, uh, fits. They'll send us a check. Or they'll send us a cease and <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's either gonna go very good or very, but these other um, podcasts. I assume I did listen to ten minutes of one of them. Um, there were f- few elements that were inferior. <laughs> I'm just going to be generous to us there. Wait, <laughs> which is to say, um, they had certain elements of quality, right? Uh, in production, some had um, a fancy accents. That's some of these true, podcasters. Yeah. yeah, we have 
uh, non-regional, or we might have a Seattle. We probably have yeah, uh, exotic Seattle. Lilt. The home of grunge. <laughs> we we speak in sort of a garbage mangle that yeah, so, yeah, some like people might have a sludgy distortion. <laughs> right. The crashing guitars <laughs> that we're going to mix over this might make it so, hard yeah, to understand. Whereas the competition, they have, uh, they're probably using microphones. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sure how my laptop is creating a podcast right. out of us talking. So, but I mean, that's like what. We're I get, we said this in the first episode too, but we're not doing this because we we want to be world renowned podcasters. That's not the that's not the reason why we're doing it. If it happens oh, right. as a natural evolution, well, of course, yeah, yeah. If we can get paid to do whatever it is here, we're doing, and you know, <laughs> we should set up a. I'm sympathetic to you know libertarian ideals, right? That right. you know, if if this has a role in the market. The sweat of my labor will naturally produce a flow of cash. Right. But that's, I mean, so we would not say no if you want to send us money. Right. But we ha- don't have any illu- uh, illusions. I wouldn't illusions. look down on someone who, who <laughs> liked the podcast and wanted to, wanted to pay us. I was going to say support us, <laughs> but that's wrong because it, it doesn't cost me anything. And I have um, no, nothing better I should be doing right now. Right, right. I mean, we would be sitting around uh, talking about Evangelion um, over a bowl of noodles or something. Right, right. Um, just, uh, as the second time we brought that up, you get a pretty good picture of our lives. Uh, full as they are with family. Um, we're both homeowners. Well, right, yeah. Well, we're owners of, of home-like properties. <laughs> yeah, as, as best we can, we own homes. We've done well. Yeah. We, so, we've made it this far. Um, I mean, essentially what I'm trying to say is, uh, this podcast is one of the few things we have going for us. So welcome to Neon Podcast Evangelion. <laughs> All right. How do you like this, uh, music selection? I, you know, put me in a weird mood. <laughs> kind of, uh, um... I'm into the soundtrack yeah. a lot. I've been listening to the soundtrack uh, for the last. Uh, I'll just hit pause there because it's a little distracting. As 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 someone who um, as someone who's been known to uh, put away a couple, uh, <laughs> I, I say that as I'm a teetotaler. I, I don't drink to, to my detriment, most likely. Right. Uh, I don't drink. I don't. I don't cuss much. All things that have you know, probably limited my opportunities in life for advancement and fitting in. I but, do drink, on the other hand. Right. And have a, a frosty one going right now. Does that music inspire inspire uh, drinking? That's true. For you? So this is this is Misato's uh, music. Do we get that in episode one? I don't. Uh, mm-hmm. No, it's going to crop up in probably oh, a second. Spoilers, but so, yeah. oh my goodness, yeah. <laughs> so don't listen to that sound. Don't yeah. Don't listen to that music. But uh, yeah, this is uh, Misato. This is the Misato theme. She uh, is known to crack a. Some kind of beer. I don't remember what what brand. Yeah, it is. yeah. We we can call out the the name of the beer. An ice cold beeru. I I don't I don't know if it was a real brand, but they were they product placement in an anime in the nineties. <laughs> that would that would be awesome. Uh. <laughs> I know like like beer is a little more accessible. They have when I was a kid in Japan visiting Japan. I'm not not from Japan, but uh, they had beer in vending machines on the streets. So lawless Japan. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> 
It's quite well. They just everyone trusts that the kids won't drink the beer. Yeah, and actually, yeah, it's the other <laughs> way around, isn't it? It's, yeah, yeah. it's so strict there that you you wouldn't do the wrong thing. Is it strict though, or are they just? It, it's. Uh, I'm making up Japanese yeah. culture <laughs> as, as someone who, I should know too. whose exposure yeah. to uh, Japan is uh, just anime and lost in translation. And my Japanese uh, friends chastising me when I do things that offended them. So, so yeah, Misato's theme. I like that. I'd like to highlight uh, a little bit of music each episode here because the soundtrack is one of the reasons that I, I think that goes along yeah. to making this a good show. Yeah, it's thrilling. Uh, it's thrilling. Yeah, it's some yeah, real good stuff on there. Yeah, and there's a lot of, I think we could call them themes. Like, it's, it's definitely Masato's theme. Well, it's one of two I can think of, actually, Masato's themes. That's kind of like the party Masato. Right. And then there's a kind of soulful, um, yeah. devastated <laughs> Masato. Which track is that? That's the one that uh, is probably cut from Netflix hmm. because it's, it's a version of Fly Me to the Moon. It's kind of a light instrumental. Oh, it might have it here. I'll do some research. I'm not okay. going to play it now. As, as your premier source of Evangelion, your factual information, we don't, we don't want to jump the gun. Yeah, but I, I think it might be on. So I was just <laughs> on uh, my streaming service, and I searched for a... <laughs> Good job hiding. See, I'm hiding. <laughs> I'm hiding now. We're we not giving any free. Deals I know. We're first. not going to give away free advertising. No. Um, but yeah, I found I found a soundtrack um, searching. Actually, I, searching Evangelion was hard to find a soundtrack, but searching mm. a Cruel Angels thesis very popular. Yeah, you found actually a lot of different even non-Evangelion. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, that. Lots yeah. of people talking about Cruel Angels <laughs> theses. Yeah, outside of the I don't know about outside <laughs> of the the context of Evangelion. I bet it's hard for those guys to do their research because of all the Evangelion stuff out there. What does that mean anyway? A cruel <laughs> angel's thesis. Well, okay. So, <laughs> so to get a little, you know, behind the music here, you know, in, in coming up with this episode, uh, one of the original concepts I've had was to go over the introduction of the mm. show, um, which has like lots of cool shots. The of, opening credits. The opening credits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but most of the stuff in there we couldn't talk about without being really spoilery. And for it to be cool anyway, we want to have gotten that far in the show. But <clears throat> the song that plays over that is a Cruel Angels thesis. Right. And it has lyrics that were not written by Hideki Anno. He wrote Zeus, uh, the one in End of Evangelion. I know, I know I let you down. I don't remember. He wrote that one. It's awesome. <laughs> Zeus or Todd or oh, something. Oh, okay. He wrote that one. Yeah. But this one was just written by someone. But most people, much like everything Evangelion, have made a big deal out of it and tried to map the lyrics oh, right. to the show. I mean, and it's, it's like lyrics if we're not being generous are like they showed this, this singer an episode or the writer an episode. And he's like, okay, I'll come up with a bunch of stuff that kind of fits that. Right. Um, so I was going to throw the lyrics up on the screen and we could talk through them and get really wonky on them and try to, <laughs> and try to do that. Of, of uh, cruel angels, thesis. Of cruel angels thesis and like kind of analyze that song. But it kind of depends. The value of that kind of depends on where you fall on the, 
is this just a song with words that sound like they'd fit into the yeah so that's interesting so you're saying uh hideki ano didn't write he didn't write those lyrics uh, my my, oh that's interesting yeah my research leads me to 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 understand that yeah yeah i I, I guess i assumed that he wrote it but um i yeah i I thought so too i thought so too because i think in my head i knew that he had wrote um come sweet death the the English version of that okay. last song I, I talked about because um, those are kind of I think the two lyric songs <laughs> you know uh, in in the show who and then who's the vocalist who sings it let me let me pull it up because I send it to you in a text here yeah uh, let me pull up the link but um, because she we, we, there's that video we used to watch. Where she's performing it, um, like in front of stadium. Oh, that's people. awesome! I mean, I think that's that's a link to put on this episode okay. on our website. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's. Uh, do you want to describe it? Yeah. It's so intense. you've got. I can't think of her name. Um, she's a, but she's a well-known pop singer in Japan. Mm-hmm. And here she's like singing our favorite song to like a stadium full of people. All of those little light things, right? Yeah. And. Uh, and I mean, I just can't think of a venue in the Seattle area, if not anywhere in the United States, where you could fill a stadium full of people who would even know what <laughs> what that song was. It's a good it's a good little glimpse into getting off the island of kind of non nerd Evangelion fanship right, that yeah. we live in. Because well, like I don't know anyone else besides like. You know, my cousin Steve and one or two other guys I've gotten into this show that know what this show is. Right. And so that's kind of my life. <laughs> but, um, but you know, in Japan, it gives you the window to like, in Japan, this is huge. Yeah, right. Like, it reminds me that I'm not crazy. This is actually huge in Japan. Yeah. And it, <clears throat> it, it had broad appeal. Uh, and again, why we probably like this show so much, because <laughs> it hits on so many things that you love about anime. I guess, even though I'm not a huge anime guy. Right. It's that good. It transcends. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. And that's how you fill a stadium full of people who know the theme song is because uh, they're singing along in that video. Oh, yeah. That's the thing. So she's singing up on stage and they've got the whole like stage show going. She's strutting around. The yeah. Stage, it's like um, and the whole like, a you know, 10,000 people, a strut number. Right. It's probably a realistic number um, are just, you know, singing along with their everyone's super, super amped up. Uh, and it's it's incredible. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it'd be like uh, Katy Perry. Yeah, that's a that's a singer. Right? That's a lady. <laughs> the lady whose name I Taylor heard. Swift. It would be like a Taylor Swift concert. That's, maybe. that's a yeah. It's a lady as well. If if everyone at a <laughs> Taylor Swift concert was also an Evangelion fan, what do you think they sing about at Taylor Swift concerts? <laughs> I don't know. I, think, I think she was a country artist first, and then. Uh, so she's I, like Jewel. I'm sh- yeah. Yeah. She was Jewel country. She's more she cool. went country as, as they say. <laughs> okay. I'm all, well, I'm I big, think Taylor Swift came from country and went pop. I'm a big nineties vaginal rock fan. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, right. I so, know these, I, that's, that's my uh, music context. That and ABBA, Shania <laughs> Twain. Okay. And Is that a genre? <laughs> that's vaginal, a lady. Vaginal rock. <laughs> I, I I must have made that up. I oh. assumed that it was something that was said. I've been warned. I've been warned <laughs> it against doing like that. It sounds like a real thing. 
It sounds like a because I immediately thought of like four non blondes and uh, yeah. I bet, um, I bet if you Google that, it would get like 40,000 hits. Yeah, that's and there's there's probably people writing our fans writing angry letters to it. I'm excited for the angry letters to start rolling. I know, I, that's the only way we can get any kind of feedback. <laughs> yeah, negative attention is better than which no we were saying too earlier. Uh, <laughs> if you are listening to this and you leave a comment on our SoundCloud, right. is our you can leave you can, song, SoundCloud comments. And I also have a forum. Oh, we have a forum on our website. Yeah, yeah. If you Write something in there. We will read it on this podcast. <laughs> Didn't Until we? there's too many. But as it is now. <laughs> Wait, let's, let's not put any conditions on our promise. Oh, okay, okay. I don't want to. Because we could just not do it. Okay. Fine. And say we're going I'm to. I'm saying we're going to do it. If well, there's yeah. a comment, I don't care what it is. <laughs> yeah. I'm reading it. Yeah, 100%. If there's. Like, if we'll there's, spend an entire episode. Right. If there's about. 10 comments, we might have to pair through them but we can you imagine the glory you'd feel if 10 people wrote comments if someone website. cared the feeling of someone <laughs> caring that would be a beautiful <laughs> feeling <laughs> yeah i got really excited when that that extra heart popped up oh no i assumed it was someone from it was not me lithuania who couldn't read it it was not me. It was something else and it might have been like i said i have a friend named peter peter and i was like hey i started this doing this podcast with my cousin and oh you know we haven't said each other's names officially for this episode i just thought of what if they've forgotten yeah yeah uh my name is um uh, michael well don't say oh, sorry listener <laughs> we're gonna let you guess whoever's sitting on the left <laughs> you have to say left or right from your perspective like <laughs> <Wait>, what <laughs> Your first challenge, okay. Just like all oh, uh, nerdy things, uh, fan fandom and friendship <laughs> come with uh, challenges. So the challenge is who's no? Go ahead and say what your this is done. <laughs> well, okay, my name is uh, Michael Ayers von Lannen, uh BCPS uh, CACP Farm D. Oh my goodness, he's got accolades. I do. I oh, have, I have, I have an alphabet soup. I'm Steve Ayers. Uh, Master of biology? <laughs> yeah, I guess I have. Uh, no, not even a master. I have uh, a bachelor of, of zoology. Ooh. So nobody puts BS yeah. of zoo on their. BS I zoo. should start, though. Just BS zoo. <laughs> BS zoo, man. Yeah. So that's but my accolade. Noted father, though. Yeah. Have area father. Uh, I do have children. I could be an area father. In, in, uh, <laughs> In like a, an onion article. An onion article, area man with her. Area father children. ignores children for evening. So <laughs> focus on nineties anime <laughs> with questionable so, topics. I mean that's lucky too. The house is long enough that they can be in the other end. They watch uh, uh, Malcolm in the Middle. Right. <laughs> so this, <laughs> all of our cultural uh, checkpoints here, they're across the map. So, ooh, I got a text. I should turn off my sound. Now, that's so. not an alert telling you that somebody subscribed to the podcast or anything, is it? Um, no. Oh. <laughs> no, we don't get those. Oh. Um, Someone should set that up. I'll have to answer this text later. Do you think we could rig something where we are doing this live <laughs> and people are like, we're live streaming, right? And people are... Oh, like they're they're listening to it. I mean, that's that, just radio. That technology is like 
come and gone. Yeah. I know in in, uh, in video games, I'm not even to that point yet where I understand what's going on, but people are playing and oh, live and people streaming. are commenting. Oh, I see. They're saying. Uh, they're saying. I think you know. Do they, there must be podcasts that record live. Like yeah, Howard live Stern live radio. So I'm, suggesting we, I'm a podcast. I'm suggesting we step one, come <laughs> gain several fans. Yeah. Step two, probably email them personally and develop friendships sufficient to the point oh, where then, they would want to be there when we're recording. Well, and then they <clears throat> tell their friends. If oh. Each of those friends tells send us five three friends. <laughs> I think you wait a few levels before they send you five. But that's really ultimately yeah, what we're talking ultimately about. Invasive. Here is the yeah is the tip jar or whatever a pyramid scheme. Um, there's one of those coffee ones too. We're, or we have all these uh, grand ideas about getting paid to do this someday. <laughs> so, ooh, this is the scene. Oh, yeah, so that's another thing that's happening. Um, in the interest of, you know, kind of trying all sorts of things, right. we, we're, we're playing Evangelion in the foreground so, just with the sound off here. So, again, we're on episode two, though, and since we haven't uh, talked about or seen episode two yet, oh, but there's that shot you were talking about. And this is, and this is red the red face. This is a fear that will get so tied up in the next yeah. episode. That so... It does keep it does keep my energy level up though. Yeah, yeah. I like I um I don't think it's too distracting. <laughs> it's pretty distracting. It is actually pretty distracting now that I'm out. Oh my God. now we have to just power through it. Okay, I'm gonna look down and I'm gonna stare into the laptop screen. Okay, okay. So stepping back a bit, so I pulled up "Cruel Angel's Thesis" lyrics here. I'm just gonna read a little bit of it because mm-hmm. why not to get the taste here? The English translation. There's two English translations. I think this is safe to call out because we wouldn't even be uh, we wouldn't even be you know good guides to the show without pointing this out that avageeks.org wiki.avageeks.org and avageeks I believe .org in general I would say is kind of the top of the mountain in comprehensive coverage of Evangelion on the internet. They have a forum. They have uh, a wiki. Um, they do news Evangelion news. The people there are like extreme. It's like kind of where the people go who know about this show. And, um, you know, if, if you if you need to read as well as listen right. <laughs> to information, that's a great place. So so as an example, they not only have the official English translation official, I don't know, probably on a soundtrack. Right. Fold okay. somewhere. But they have an alternate English translation that some super fan from this website has made. Who's probably bilingual. Probably bilingual <laughs> and actually qualified to do this. It'd be interesting uh, to find out more about that individual. Right. Are they um, – I mean I would assume they're Japanese then. If they're – like the biggest fans are probably in Japan. I Like my – like in my mind, he is bilingual Japanese-American – which would be the only reason he would hang out on an American website oh, okay. that he's like Good culturally call. American. Yeah. But then bilingual into Japanese and I'm imagining his father lives in Japan. Yeah. Or he visits uh, there has a good insight into culture. Right. The so, ideal translator of Evangelion. So I like that idea that this guy went ahead and said the official translation is shit. <laughs> Yeah, I know yeah, you a bunch of white guys who like <laughs> who like tried to listen hard to what or just like read the sub and then 
and then uh so so that's on you know this is on the ava geeks wiki um so i'll read a bit of the official one young boy like a cruel angel's thesis live up to be a legend Uh, even (laughs) though clear blue winds beat on the door of my heart you just smile looking straight at me too involved in yearning for something to hold on the innocent eyes still know nothing of fate yet so that that lost several listeners right there. <laughs> no, I was just thinking like I know that's in English, but I don't understand it at all. So I guess the the thing we were discussing before hitting record here was how much of this is you know is this just they showed an episode to a lady who wrote this song and then sung it and just kind of tried to stay on theme, right? Or did like they work with her because uh, Anno didn't write this. The creator didn't write this. So did they work? Did they all work together and create a, a, a song that makes sense? Because it, I mean, it hits the things, and you're able to if you if you go to like a wick to a forum, people are dissecting this and able to talk about. Oh, it all maps to the show. It all makes sense. This means uh-huh. this. This means that. But uh, that happens a lot with Evangelion. <laughs> that we perhaps go too far. That kind of gets into the the fact that. Somebody from this website saw fit to write his own version of the lyrics <laughs> <That's> <laughs> because he knows better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, and which and, I fully appreciate, and that's why we're doing this podcast too, right? It's like uh, right. I love this. We stuff. know it's, we it's... we know uh, what we think we know about the show, but we want um, we want to put our own twist on it i guess or yeah it's the love of evangelion right? it's what bring people back is just the ridiculousness of the show how uh they're able to make this vague patchwork of hints um basically uh what do you call it? like disown yeah. <laughs> at all the you know hideki Anno will regularly on interviews just like ah oh, none of it means anything <laughs> and i hate you all for trying um but it's so compelling right um so we know for you know for sure that he didn't write the lyrics to this. Well, so this is where I got this bit. Uh, composed by Hitoshi Sato, sung by Yoko Takahashi. Oh, okay. The lyrics are by Nico Ulikawa. Uh, Nico Nico means cat. So the lyric literally written by <laughs> cat. a a Japanese person who thinks they're a cat. <laughs> Nico Ulikawa. Oh yeah, I wonder if that's a stage name. Um, <laughs> I mean, cat to my friends, but yeah, so that that's interesting. So, but does Hideki Ano then does he write the scripts for the show? Yeah, yeah, a lot of them. But why did he um, stop at not writing the? Maybe he, maybe he, like the theme song was an afterthought. They were like, hey, this is going to come on once a week, and we need to put on some kind of intro. Oh, you know, everything yeah. has an intro. Perfect Strangers has an intro. Maybe he was super busy. Yeah, and. uh I bet, okay, I bet in retrospect, he wishes he did. Yeah. <laughs> With everything else where he loves just, like, laying it down thick in the show. Sure. It would have been just, like, yet another thing he could have Gendo-like, you know, had control over. So, so can you tell reading it, uh, young boy, like a cruel angel's thesis, live up to be a legend? What is, what is a cruel angel's thesis? How can one like, be literally? like, yeah. <laughs> uh, so like you could read that as, you know, modem operandus, 
uh, like a cruel angel's reason for being or a cruel angel's uh, plot plan. <laughs> um, so, so it seems to be, and it's talking about Shinji, right? It's always easy to paint Shinji as the young boy protagonist. So, uh-huh. so it's linking how Shinji is tied in with the fate. And, they, um, and he'll become a legend like yeah. the angels. And there's 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 sort of a fatalism in the show of like not being able to escape from okay. things. And there's sort of that, and you know, there's sort of also a metaphysics element to the show too. So it's like, you know, in you know, time, time and eventuality, instrumentality leading people into. <clears throat> I'm kind of talking talking off my hip here, but. <laughs> And then the next line is, even though clear blue winds beat on the door of my heart, you just smile looking straight at me. Too involved in yearning for something to hold on, the innocent eyes still know nothing of fate yet. Oh, I get that here. Uh, They're all 14-year-olds, right? They're not babies anymore, but they're not really adults yet. So I can see how... Uh, these innocent eyes still know nothing of fate yet. It's almost like you don't know what you're getting into. So you don't know how how <laughs> messed up this is going to get. It's <laughs> you like, think it's bad now? It's like too involved in yearning. You like you just smile. Too involved in yearning. So it's like, yeah, you've had you've had a rough go of it, but you're like, yeah, if I just if I just do well and be well and try to get better, like things are going to work out for me. I'm going to yearn for something to hold on to and uh-huh. make my place. Your innocent eyes still know nothing of fate yet. It's it's a little more like kind of dark with that. Read. Yeah, yeah, that's a little yeah. bit uh, okay, uh, ominous. But what does this clear blue winds beat on the door of my heart? Ah, it's beyond me. <laughs> uh, clear blue winds beat on the door. So, <laughs> so the angels. Uh, uh, okay, I'm gonna. That would get too spoilery. <laughs> oh, but okay. I can I can make it work with like. Yeah. <laughs> But anyway, yeah, maybe, sure. Okay. Well, so it goes it goes on like that. <laughs> um, what? It's quite long. I will note that the alternate English translation, maybe they did a couple more stanzas or something, but it goes on for quite a bit longer. It's quite a bit well, longer. Well, the, the song itself is longer than what you hear in the... Yeah, that's true. So yeah. maybe... Maybe the original liner notes. Oh, there's include. like two other translations or something. Uh, yeah, this is like the original Japanese. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's sort of how I learned mm-hmm. to sing it in Japanese. Sankoku na tenshi no yori shonen yoshiwa Oh my god. <laughs> so terrible at that. That's a running joke with just myself that... Uh, <laughs> No matter how many times I watch this, I can't even get through the first line of the intro in Japanese. I'm trying to learn the whole thing, Dirk. (laughs) Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to even read it and while it's playing, try to lip sync it. I I don't know Japanese at all, so I can't do it. Iowa. (laughs) Okay, well, so that, so yeah, that was a. The concept I considered and most rejected that we that we accomplished anyway. <laughs> well, we Podcast success. Why don't we come back to it? I think we should like in the intro. Like uh, I keep saying intro, but like what what do you call it? the start of the uh, show? The opening credits. The opening credits yeah. in general, I think, would be a great thing to review once we're farther in the show and we can go over some. 
because it's one of those things where they go over so many single shots, including a couple of real choice ones that are high points of the plot that you only get to see for a moment, like during the show, and they just like flash through the right. wall. Um, and I like the style, like the way yeah. the way it's just sort of, um, like you say, you get you get amped up just watching the intro credits. So <laughs> yeah. a little bit questionable. Uh, <laughs> going on on the screen there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, and it's got a really cool. Yeah, it just has a cool aesthetic. Like I mentioned, the ending credits having kind of a James Bond sure. feeling. They do that sort of like lovely ladies floating by thing. Yeah, the silhouettes and um, yeah, maybe that. I wonder if that was a '90s thing or did. Uh, is that an anime trope? I'm not sure. Yeah, just did he pull it out of nowhere? It's really cool. <clears throat> Very good. Cool. Um, so we we wanted to work on a couple of other you know segments here. Um, what pod, else we got? podcast synopsis. That was where oh. are we now in the creation <laughs> of this podcast? Uh, well, unmitigated success. Oh, so for sure. Yeah, obviously. But, <laughs> yeah, but uh, I mean, you can't even find the podcast, and we already have three hearts. Yeah, yeah. So some <laughs> someone found it. Yeah, they stumbled across it. So the yeah. first the first thing was to get it up on the internet. Yeah, uh, and then. I think another goal, at least I had, was to get a second episode up, right, as it's, quickly as possible. It's really sort of the test. Like, yeah, yeah, you can you can record once, and then if you <laughs> if you have the uh, you have the um, ego to actually come back and do a second one, right? Yeah. So here we are. We're doing the second one. We have the website. We have the SoundCloud. I got to work out a lot of technical aspects of just like the RSS feed. Yeah. Isn't quite doing what I wanted to do. But I mean, we're figuring it out. We're like Shinji in a way. We've never <laughs> driven a podcast. Yeah. And we just went ahead and plugged ourselves right in. Right, right. Filling our lungs with uh, unnatural fluids. I mean, I did take <laughs> I did take the step of um, searching a giant giant internet warehouse shopping website. <laughs> I don't know how, uh, if we're not giving up. Well, it's an acronym, I think, a popular G-W-S-W. Right. But uh, I searched how, like, podcasting gear. Oh, my goodness. And it's like, you can buy, like, a, like, it's like buying um, a kit. It's got, like, 15 pieces. There's microphone stands and mixers and headphones. But you have a history with uh, sound recording yeah. Before you were area father, <laughs> you were area laptop DJ. Yeah, it's true. I did used to make some laptop DJing music. Um, I played in the first laptop battle mm-hmm. at the uh, what became the Decibel Festival. Is it possible that people who had unsubscribed already during an earlier part of this, they now spontaneously know to resubscribe yeah. and are tuning back in with you just having her said that? Could be. And then they'd be like, oh, I remember that guy. <laughs> I'm <laughs> back <up>? in. <laughs> yeah, again, the overlap. But uh, uh, that's true. It could be that maybe, uh, maybe, maybe coming, there was a gap, a complete gap in their, in their uh, attention uh, toward me or something. And, and um, it's like I never left. Were there a lot of people in your audience who would also have been like, 
you know, taking trips to Japan and watching <laughs> Evangelion as it came out. Oh, that would be weird. It comes full circle. <laughs> but no, I... about the time uh, frames about... I didn't right. really have an audience. <laughs> oh, no. It's a lot like this podcast. <laughs> so it was... Um, uh, there were random internet dorks that I would hang out with online, and we would listen to each other's music. Um, but yeah. no, I never published anything or or got signed to a major record label or anything like that. But uh, but uh, anyway, I did, bring it anyway, so back to back the to unmitigated success of the yeah, podcast. So, to wander. But um, I did learn. I did learn a bit uh, through trial and error about recording sound. None of that applies to making a podcast. (laughs) Oh no, clearly. (laughs) So, Um, but I keep mentioning to Mike. I have uh, Mike. I have a old DJ mixer. Maybe there's a way we could we could use it. It's actually somewhere in a pile off to our right just now. But I don't. um, We don't. I don't know how to make a laptop plug into it so well it, I, you're probably of, of our staff you're probably <laughs> ideally situated to handle that technical aspect so if i can figure it out continue with the um yeah. the in, infrawebs but I, there's something i think charming about not having good sound <laughs> quality right yeah yeah you you think that don't you loyal listener <laughs> yeah yeah so i'm bored with this so we might we might, we might not. Yeah. It's, it's not really while we're doing this. So um, it was more like we like, and yeah, that's a good part. It's yeah. hard when you've got it, uh, Evangelion, here I'm stuttering now because the best part is in episode three is happening <laughs> on the screen with no sound. All the beads of sweat coming down. Everybody's, everybody's we'll get to it, it folks. Oh, man. Uh, we'll do this episode. Um, in the in the coming days, several. Well, yeah. Uh, how often? Um, there's a question. How often are we going to try to put out one of these? Oh podcasts? yeah, it's topical. Because, um, because I well, so the reason I ask is because when I was browsing the competition, I noticed ah. that like some of these guys are doing, you know, once a week, and then I immediately asked yeah. myself, don't maybe podcasting is their job? And well, they can, I think that's some of it. <laughs> they yeah. can find the time. I mean, do it once a week. We we have we have nothing but room to learn from these other podcasts, right? And you know, you kind of yeah, and kind of like learn learning the ways, learning the the the, the art and trade here. Um, I do think that weekly is my podcast. I listen to the offense. They have come out every Tuesday. Okay, that kind of thing. So. We, <laughs> yeah. um, so far limited by opportunities to uh, basically um, find a quiet room. Yeah, where where our family who are living full lives doing doing other activities, right? Like so, aren't aren't bothered by us. So why don't we say we're going to do this once a week? But it's probably going to be more. Like <laughs> yeah, for you, it's once a week. Just listen yeah. to one episode yeah. a week. Start late. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, you might want to pause now and, and see if there is a third episode. Three episodes up. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, you'll, yeah, if you guys give yeah. us a head start. I think our dedication level is high, though. Yeah. Like, I'm feeling I'm feeling great about it. Yeah, yeah. It's fun. And we get to watch this great cartoon we like so much. Yeah. And a lot. Yeah, uh, yeah. So it gives you a reason to just dive into something. I think it's good. So I think we, we, we picture it. I think this is safe to say 
that your other podcasts are perhaps offering a more oh man this is this is our a more professional yeah yeah <laughs> um, I was just I was just gonna say don't say anything bad about them. Well, because, you know, no, I, mean, I think <laughs> because, I think yeah, they clearly they're gonna sound good. Yeah, we're gonna sound good too, and part of that is going to be um, our our positioning in the market. That sounded professional. Oh yeah, I think our position in the market is is that we're we're born of a great love for the show. And that that is stronger than any other element. Like right. that's stronger than our technical skills. That's stronger than our our, our <laughs> personal um, like family's ability to sustain us doing this podcast. Right. <laughs> so and then um, and then it's a, and then and we just want to talk Evangelion, like, yeah, we which we do anyway. Watch some episodes. <laughs> so you know, spend some time. If you want to spend some time, listen to a couple of guys. We chat about the show like that's what we're going for not like a really <laughs> well we focused well, we were also, minute type product but we were also noticing that like every podcast is a couple of guys talking about oh yeah that was, yeah yeah in my hubris um <laughs> you know look at this this is the original couple couple of yeah couple of americans who are interested in this show and have access to a laptop Right. Yeah. No, this is all like two dudes. Yeah. Talking so, about like women's rights. <laughs> so yeah. So we're we're gonna just Welcome talk to about 2019. Right. <laughs> we're gonna talk about Evangelion. We'll talk about other stuff, and uh, I don't know. Maybe at some point we can. I mean, if we just keep doing this, right? Then we're eventually gonna run out of Evangelion, right? Well, there's a lot of it. Yeah, is there <laughs> so is there some analogy show of some endless space that's inescapable? Because that's this podcast. We could always it's start the kind of band you die in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like forty years from now, right? I'm like hooked up to an IV and pretty crusty, but we're still just doing a podcast. I, I have just like a really sad dementia, <laughs> <laughs> but. A, but I'm still capable of the nurse puts on of responding to Evangelion like yeah, like topics. Yeah. <laughs> the nurse puts on Evangelion and and uh, turns on that microphone because yeah. that's what. <laughs> yeah, I just want to keep bringing up some specific translation over and over again, that's like five minutes after we talk about it. A podcast that goes on until <laughs> I'm eighty. <laughs> well, and all and the the wealth that comes along. With oh, it. right, yeah, 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 the wealth because you need to pay for your nurse to turn on, right, whatever streaming service right. they have. Eighty years, uh, forty years from now, right, right. That's kind of kind of scary to think about <laughs> how they would utilize podcasters like <laughs> half half demented podcasters sixty years from now. How you would like plug in and record things so well well so uh that the so where are we now that's where we are we're, we're putting together this thing uh learning to do it along the way it's going well um we're hoping that people give us feedback that was one right one reason i told my friend it was like um hey we get some, discerning yeah, peter give me some feed, feedback or is this something you could listen to he makes it all the way through the first episode. If I never hear from him again, I guess that's <laughs> I guess that's also an indication. 
But um, so another bit that we had that we had talked about was uh, kind of our own response to the last episode. Oh, right. Because I've listened to the first episode. So, so I talked about <laughs> I talked about this uh, at the top of our of our first episode. Uh, Steve has the ability to create time. Um, <laughs> and out of, out of that well, he has he has listened to our first episode. You said maybe three times. Yeah, I mean, I like, like not end to end. <laughs> right, right. But like skipping through, um, just wanting to know what we had put down. So that's and amazing. the reason I have time to do it is I spend a lot of time like driving my kids. Yeah, uh, to and you're not day camp. So yeah, yourself. last week my kids Travel were in. A, yeah, last week my kids were in a camp in Seattle. And so in the morning, I would have to drive them over there, and then it doesn't make sense to come back. Yeah. Uh, so I would work from – I was working at a little cafe and uh, listening to the podcast while yeah. I'm working or whatever. That's inspirational because I, I I often have things that I mean to watch a reader do, and yeah. um, I don't know – I mean, if you're driving, it's so easy to just put it on uh, and, and then it's running and actually you're not giving it 100% attention maybe. But um, I was able to get through it because I've been doing so much more running recently. Oh, okay. And I I sort of strongly dislike the actual the actual process of running. Yeah. <laughs> so a, a distraction is welcome. Yeah. So, you know, two hours. But then you got to carry your run. phone with you. What do you do with your phone if you're running with it? This is I, probably something runners have already said. Uh, uh, I have a hip pack oh, okay. and a in a um, like uh, wireless earphones. Oh, okay. And so it, it tucks right into my. Because like, like I don't like to run, but when I'm yeah. running, I don't like to have stuff on me. Yeah. So like if I'm holding my it. phone in my hand, my hand's getting so sweaty. Oh, I hate that. Yeah. And I hate so I have it. to have it in my pocket, <clears throat> but my then it's bouncing around in my pocket so that's no good it's like a really tight like around the waist yeah that yeah and um yeah and so i had i had I, I got through i got through the whole thing i really enjoyed it yeah so, I, I honestly did even the parts that where i couldn't hear myself <laughs> because i knew what i was saying but <laughs> but, since, but since we can't get feedback from a listener yet at least so far Right, yeah, because uh, our our other heart has been. Let's do quiet. a section of self listening comments. <laughs> so what, what what did we get wrong in the first episode? Yeah, yeah, because I I had brought up earlier uh, before this that listening to it, I actually disagreed with myself on a number of occasions, <laughs> and also like I knew where we were in the episode that we were watching, and I was oh, why didn't I bring this up? Like I should have brought that up or yeah. like huge glaring things I'd missed like oh and then I think then I regret it because I think oh, I'll never have a chance oh but to bring that up but we'll have a chance <laughs> I guess I guess that's probably true um We've yeah had second go through the episode that makes me think of uh <laughs> one thing I really liked in the first episode is that big car elevator and that, yeah and one thing so the other thing is I've now watched the first four episodes with the new Netflix English dub. And, um, ah. and in doing so, I've noticed things it's back and forth. Sometimes I notice things in the animation that I didn't notice because I was reading a subtitle. And then sometimes I notice things in the translation because I hear it and maybe it just didn't sink in when I read it. And so, mm -hmm. and the first thing I thought of now is that car elevator and how it's like one car on this like you know 
who knows how many cars places on this car elevator. Right. right. Well, so then um, I watched episode one after doing the podcast and I and they say something about it's a car train. Car train. It's right, a car right. train. It's not yeah. a car elevator. That's how I remember it. And so now yeah. I go, oh, <clears throat> well, then it makes sense because maybe you could put 10 cars on that thing. But maybe there's other places for, I don't know, people who, who are walk-ons, like on the ferry boat. <laughs> there's like an escalator. They bring a car. A normal escalator. Yeah, there's like a, there's like a bar car. <laughs> That just sends it. Well, no, that's earth. true because there is an episode uh, later on, and it comes up a couple of times where where they do walk into Nerf. Oh, uh, from like the earth, yeah. like from the ground. Remember, they're like swiping their card. Oh, okay, you're yeah. right. Okay, yeah. so there's so they, a way. Yeah, the car train isn't the only yeah. ingress. And then it just occurred to me though that that car train probably doesn't have near as many slots for cars on it as I was imagining. Um, just because I was thinking of it as a car, like an escalator that just has... Yeah, it doesn't have to cover the entire way down with, with slots, right? It could have like a rotating set and it comes back up right. again. Like an escalator with only five steps on it that just keeps repeating. Yeah, or... It probably has like a 50 car trains. Yeah. Or we're but, putting more thought into well, it. Well, <laughs> taking on okay. But I imagine that... Well, true. <laughs> <laughs> which is what, which is the whole point of this podcast. Right, right. To come full circle. But how many people, because this has come up a couple of times when we've just been talking about it, how many people do you think work at NERV? I've been practicing practicing my pronunciations. NERV, yep. That's where I'm at so far. <laughs> yeah, and, 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 oh, to sidetrack again, because we've only ever watched the same subtitle that never listened to a dub, <laughs> I think I, I've decided right. anyway, we kind of had a lot of the pronunciation not right. Oh. But I assumed that, like, everyone would be mispronouncing nerve because it looks like nerve. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, we're used to, as English language speakers, English being essentially a terrible language. <laughs> with like, everything is pronounced in bizarro fashion. It's, yeah, it's not the I can, worst. I can stomach it. <laughs> Yeah, we don't want to call out. <laughs> it's not French. Sorry, I, sorry. <laughs> it's not French. Okay. It's not Dutch. Right. Yeah. I don't know Dutch. Oh, Dutch is, Dutch is a... Is it bad? It's a nightmare. <laughs> you, you know, just Google... Just go to YouTube and listen to Dutch people speaking. <laughs> how, it's like, how do you wake up in the morning and then <laughs> greet your wife? Oh, man. And that comes out of your mouth. Huh. Well, if you're a Dutch listener, <laughs> tell us about your wife. <laughs> You into it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I imagine it's like a, it's like a um, Twilight Zone episode where like everyone, everyone has like just a horn coming out of their mouth and everyone just deals with it. <laughs> it's like this is life, huh? Yeah. So, what we're we talking about? Oh, uh, the, the the car train. Yeah, how many people do you think work at NARE? Oh, that's right. Okay. When it's when it's at just like work a day, hey, just coming in to punch the clock. Yeah, I mean, and you'd think it would take a lot of people. Like my mind goes to five thousand. Like that's that's the kind of scale. It's got to be. I mean, more. Yeah, I mean, how right? much how much is automated if they're? I mean, how do you how do you service an Evangelion? So I work at like what what we call an, a mid sized hospital, a mid sized like is regional the right word? Sort yeah. of kind of like the north end of my county. Yeah. <clears throat> it's a public hospital. Public hospital, three hundred some beds, and we only ever get to about two fifty. 
uh-huh. at, at the top. How many people work at this hospital? Well, our pharmacy department has 70. Wow. <laughs> That's big. Yeah, between like, every, like you know, part-timers too and everything. Yeah. Well, I guess they're because they're operating around yeah. the clock. Yeah, yeah, we'll run, we'll run like 15, 16 pharmacists working concurrently, and then we have like, you know, twice that many better off, and then we have a slightly larger tech staff. Uh-huh. So that's to run a hospital, a mid-sized hospital pharmacy, then a small part of the of the hospital. Yeah, large. yeah, you, yeah, that's true. To build an Evangelion, <laughs> at least one. Yeah, you know. And is it spoilery to say, I'm just going to say they're biological in a, in a way we've already well, seen. We, yeah. Um, Ritsuko announced that, you know, when, when she, when the lights dramatically came right, on, okay. Shinji's staring the thing in the face. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, so the, you got to have doctors on staff. Humanity's final Trump card. Yeah. You got to have doctors. And, and I they might have a pharmacy at Nair. They, I guarantee they've got one down there because yeah. we worm our way into everything. So they have socialized medicine, <laughs> and, and it must be on it must be on campus. They're not sending people oh, across, like, across town. They have a whole medical staff, right? Okay, they yeah. have a whole medical staff, so they've got to have all the support for that. They have an ICU. So at at, at Nero, because because Ray got wheeled oh, out. Oh, right, of, it. of course, yeah. And she was within like frantic wheeling distance. <laughs> oh, that's true. They're um, like. She was there. She was on call, even though she was beat up. Like, bring out the woman. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a good point. So they must have hospital. uh, They must have an on-site medical staff. And I nurse a suspicion that everybody who lives in Tokyo 3, like, you know, the the city um, that we see above above Nerve, um, down in the bona fide geofront, I have a suspicion everyone works at Nerve. Yeah. If they're not, like, servicing the town itself right because we've seen like grocery stores. oh yeah they have people. a lot of service yeah. okay okay so that, that one's bunk but <laughs> but i mean they live they live upstairs yeah because they, they they show up for work they clock and they go down they go downstairs so to speak to work the school that that shinji goes to is up in tokyo 3 yeah above ground yeah so yeah and there aren't a lot of kids in that there's school. like apartments and everything and yeah. um uh, are there other classes in that school besides Shinji's <laughs> class? They don't. It's not made clear. And yeah. it's like, I think you're meant to assume so, but they also, ooh, maybe. Um, because what a future I'm... character who's going to appear has a younger sister. Okay, that's right. And you assume she goes to school? Yeah, probably. Or what about... It'd be weird just to not mention it. Like, hey, guys, it's kind of weird. We're the only class. Yeah, yeah. Or would I? They go to school. They gotta go to school. Yeah. Why not? They're just not like in. So we just don't see people because whenever they show (laughs) Tokyo Three, they're in a state of evacuation. Yeah, and that's an animation and plot choice that that um, will probably come up a number of times. Right, right. That appears to be intentional of like how the character psychology is, is really focused inward, and like to them, they're like them and they're just they're. This despair or or efforts or whatever often the only thing that they really are focusing on. So everybody else is so far in the background they're not even animated. Um, so what I thought of was that scene where um, they're at the swimming pool. It's coming up in it's more of a ray centric scene later on. Yeah, and yeah. all the all the girls are up in the swimming 
Are they swimming? Yeah, everybody's playing. And all the boys are down below, and they're like looking up, and the girls like, "Ah, you perverts!" Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and it seemed to me like there were more kids in that scene than you ever see. <laughs> I was about Shinji's to say class. that. Yeah, but like, there's uh, bystanders are bystanders are infrequently animated, except for the high school drama portions of the show, right? Because of the anime contract that you have to have high school drama <laughs> right. in every single anime. Yeah, and so then then you have a full cast, right? Of like extras in the background who will never say a word and whatnot, just to flesh out the that like that experience. So I, I mean, I wonder, could they, was it a decision to not put so many extra characters in because it would just take a long time to draw them all? Wait, well, yeah, I mean, that's one, that's <laughs> probably a consideration. I always figured it was intentional, you know, just, uh, just to focus on the characters and then it works with the character psychology, yeah. which means it works with the plot because the plot is so tied into that. Well, that was a good comment. Yeah. What was the comment again? I, I think the... Oh, the train car. Yeah, yeah. It's like an <laughs> interested listener, you know, wrote in. He's so, like, hey, it's not a I train elevator. It's not a yeah. car elevator. A little correction here. Yeah, jerks. Um, yeah. <laughs> you think you know. Yeah, you guys spent two and a half hours <laughs> on, on this. I'm fixated on this idea that you called an escalator the wrong thing yeah and there's <laughs> got to be someone if they were listening and somehow made it to yeah. to the uh second hour of our first podcast he was probably fuming he probably was by the first 10 yeah. minutes or so when we find the forums dedicated to our podcast <laughs> out there right <laughs> so uh what else what else from the first episode our not the first episode of evangelion but the first pot neon podcast evangelion episode yeah i haven't quite sorted out how to address that problem yet yeah oh i know episode uh, versus episode oh <laughs> right yeah <laughs> yeah I, uh, I maybe we said podcast it makes it weird. or show or podcast the first podcast the second podcast we could take know. a nod and call it the first wait i was gonna make a children joke the first children the first children. podcasts children the first children. podcasts the second podcasts <laughs> That's about as good oh. as that joke gets full. <laughs> um, uh, what about... Okay, I, I thought of something I missed. Um, was I I called you out. I said, last episode, I said, you were the one that said that um, Hideki Anno... Oh. oh, no, the show first premiered at a children's time slot. Ah, and, yeah. And then it turns out... And then, and then, and then they moved it to a more adult time slot... And the show did much better. But it turns out that was just something I read on the internet. It wasn't something that might... If I, if I recall correctly, I cribbed wildly yeah, in response I, to that. I was like, here's something. Run with this. And uh, you were like, what are you talking about? I have, a, I have an intense, uh, non-confrontational personality. So I basically will make anything work. Yeah. So, so the, But the point there was that... Um, I misremembered where I heard it mm-hmm. and acute, made an accusation. <laughs> hey, you hey, wasn't it. you who put this idea <laughs> in my head. But um, but no, it turns out it was the internet that said it. And um, what it had said was that the show was originally, and, and maybe this plays into, um, I don't know, the va- I don't know what certain aspects of the show mm. that um, it was originally intended for small kill kids, but uh, yeah, or at least the 
the yeah. the people holding the money who are like, let's put it on when little kids just got home from school or something. Because they probably saw the first episodes that were out before things went nuts and like, oh, giant <laughs> robots, we've yeah. got that. <clears throat> then, our, our yeah, Saturday morning cartoons or whenever that is in Japan. Because it doesn't go crazy for a while. Yeah, but I guess right after, I mean, you could see how like maybe moms who sat down to watch this with their little kid uh, right home from school and and it gets quite uh, graphic all of a sudden. Yeah, we're watching an intense portion of an episode like <laughs> yeah. right now. Ah! Oh, ter- this is terrifying. That was yeah. terrifying. Yeah, a child so, screaming oh in pain and fear. Yeah, so this is coming up. We got we got good trauma coming up in a later episode. I I like this one though, um, distracting us in the background here. I like I really like the way this one ends with the sort of silhouetted and um, tears, doesn't it? Yeah, usually that's like <laughs> par for the course. Why it's sobbing? Yeah. Dun dun dun. Do you think uh, we should? Do you think we should? Uh, generate any listener comments about the the length oh how long the podcast is you guys went on for two hours and 15 minutes you spoiled my whole afternoon (laughs) i figured if it was this long eventually like you guys had some kind of like real there there are a lot of podcasts that go on for a long time and when i sit down to watch them or watch them when i sit down to listen to them well first i don't sit down (laughs) <laughs> I'm usually doing something else. I'm like mowing the grass or I'm driving somewhere. Um, what my strategy for a long podcast is to not listen to it in one stretch and come back to it later. And 100%. Why, why, yeah. so why can't people – that first podcast was an hour of us bullshitting. I thought it was fun to listen to. The, I mean, part, the parts I can was, hear over yeah. our production value, I enjoy. <laughs> the coughing. <laughs> yeah. I was recovering I from love, about I love two weeks of bronchitis. Yeah, I love that your laryngitis has <laughs> cleared up for this episode, although I'm feeling a little scratchy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, so it, our recommendation is if you were to go back to re-listen to episode one of the Neon Podcast Evangelion, my recommendation is – to break it into two parts, listen to the bullshitting part while mm. you're driving or um, mowing the grass, and then come inside and and listen to the second part while you watch along with us, and then you've broken it into. That's a, that's a great loud. suggestion. That's very clever. Um, yeah. I, I you know, this might be like belaboring the point, but the long podcast, <clears throat> I think it suits my, it suits my. Uh, well, anyway, what I frequently subject people to because I, I host a a movie night. It's been on hiatus for a little bit, but I was a movie night where I show two movies back oh, right, to right. back. And I essentially expect people to come to both movies. Right. I play it a little soft. Like, hey, come to one or both. You know, so, but I'm a little disappointed when people leave Yeah, yeah. after the first one because in, in my mind it's like, I've paired these two movies. You know, it's going to be a great night. Uh, hey, you know, sit down and go in for a long one. I hosted a uh, Lord of the Rings marathon. Right, right. 14.1 hours. Oh, my God. <laughs> a couple and months ago. I was going to go. I keep saying I'm going to go. But um, it's a challenge to find 14 hours that I can <laughs> feel life. out of the day. I, I flew by. As... I loved it. Maybe we should podcast uh, Lord of the Rings as a, as a spinoff. 
Oh, and just like, just <laughs> commentate the whole thing. Like everyone hasn't already beat that one to death. I wonder how many of those there are. There's got to be like the Lord of the Rings podcast. We're going to do a 30, deep dive into the A deep dive, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, I mean, it just like, it, it works for me. And I'm the same way. Like if a podcast, I think that our overwhelming theory here is like if a podcast is good, if anything is good and you can pause it, especially, hey, why not? Why not yeah, yeah. more of it? Yeah, pause it. Come back later, whatever. Yeah, just call it call it two podcast two episodes if it's too long for one. <laughs> yeah, jeez. Yeah, I don't know why we keep getting these comments. It's a perfectly normal link for a podcast. And if you don't like it, let's hear <laughs> yeah. about it in the comments. Yeah, right. yeah. Please post onto social media oh, on several different places. We're like <laughs> at this point begging people to comment. Uh, yeah. Negative negative attention is attention. It's fine. If they write something down, I will read it. Yeah, we'll read everything. <laughs> I made that promise. Yeah. So, uh, all right. What that's else? Probably, well, it's probably that's, enough. That's comments. pretty good. Yeah. yeah well, last we had a good so mix overall, of positive and negative. Yeah. The, the positive was uh, great podcast. Great. <laughs> I love it. Great job, guys. <laughs> we didn't read that one. I thought it was to be taken for granted. We get a lot of a lot of positive feedback from ourselves. Yeah. So I'm I am our biggest fan. Again, that's why we're doing this. But um, yeah. So uh, self listening comments. Why don't we dive into today's episode? <laughs> How much time? Which is perfect uh, vis-a-vis our last uh, our last topic. I mean, our last comment. Okay, so anyway, um, I mean, I got, I got all the time we need, but we are. Let's let's pull up the audacity. Just, just uh, time check. Okay, and yeah, we're doing great. Oh, okay, we're doing perfect. So, uh, you know, so, oh, to finish your thought, I think. Sorry, call back to um, divide it into two episodes. Oh, okay. Or two <laughs> listens, the right episode and two listens, because then if you're listening to an episode-based episode. Right. You could listen to the first bit and then come back and sit down and with sit down your and, computer. I hope that was one, there's another there's another yeah. uh, criticisms. I think we need to be more obvious about when we start and stop. Almost to the point that I think we should have a sound effect or Oh, uh, oh I love it. Or a yeah. a secret word or a secret word that only our fans know. Right. Cause I because I, I would hate to like pause something and um, and then our listener doesn't pause, and then oh now they're frustrated because they're off by you know ten unsubscribe seconds. yeah uh, that's it yeah that's, that's it. it they've made it they've made it <laughs> yeah an so, hour and a half in right so I think um, I I would be upset if um, it was if I was a listener if it wasn't obvious to me that you're pausing and and starting so either a sound effect or just be very more clear about it. In our next one. We're not going to watch I, an I, episode this time. Yeah, so if you were holding out, I don't know if we mentioned that yet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think we were getting to it the long way around. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, we did discuss it, I think, at least in the previous episode of our podcast, that we, we intend to alternate episodes where we watch an episode and episodes where we just discuss a topic. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's what you're hearing here. So that's what we're getting to coming up is we yeah. thought we would do. We're practicing some opening shtick here, which which we did, and a couple of <laughs> a couple of recurring 
Because we, you know, we're, yeah, we'll get better. Growing as, our brand, maybe. Yeah, yeah, here. yeah. Growing the brand, world building, world building. So, so all but, very important. So um, this for today's today's like uh, you know larger chunk today's episode. Um, we uh, well, like I said last time, it's kind of too early in this show to really like discuss in depth any aspects of it. I mean, all we could do is basically just go over the episode again, which we've done. I would say roughly three times now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so for lack of content, <laughs> we thought, uh, you know, take a modern spin on the show because it's oh, being released on Netflix. Right. Okay. You know, to a modern audience of, of, uh, of, of young people. Yes. Um, and so speaking a language they can understand. So what, what is it now that, that it's on everything? Well, why not? Why not a listicle? A listicle. Yeah. Which five like, five hottest reasons to watch Evangelion. Listicle has got to be like the grossest word <laughs> for a a top five list. Why is it even called that? I don't know. It's a it's a terrifying word. Listicle. I think it's list and article. Oh, that's why. It's okay. a list because it's like Buzz uh, Buzzfeed. Um, they started out, you know. I'd honestly never put that together. Really? I thought <laughs> I'd only gotten to testicle. <laughs> it's so distracting. Because it, <laughs> yeah. So I, I can't read. Like it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, is it? it I mean, dangles. Who? Yeah, yeah. Really? <laughs> no, it doesn't. It's a list. But it always has list five parts, though. So it has five parts. And so, uh, dear listener, <laughs> loyal friend, yeah, commenter, yeah. Uh, we've developed five uh, parts. Uh, to our listicle, uh, five hottest reasons to watch Evangelion on Netflix today. 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 Yeah, because yeah. even if you've already watched it, yeah, we're in a new, mm-hmm. we're in a new era of of Evangelion. It's going to be something that people are. I mean, Netflix. Netflix yeah. is pervasive, so right. Everyone has access to it now. It's not. It doesn't make you cool anymore to be into Evangelion. <laughs> Because everyone can watch it on Netflix. There's probably too much. Well, this is going to make me sad. <laughs> it's not precious anymore. Sorry, we can't. I don't know if I can be a fan anymore. Well, I mean, I like. Okay, well, I like to believe this is a great show. And like we said in the first of our episodes, I think it's going to show up on the top of lists. I mean, we, we might even be too. It's it's been out for me a month and a half now. Yeah, yeah. It might have even kind of gone through its initial like promoted to the top section. <clears throat> but I mean it probably anybody who was going to watch it right out of the gate or people who like watch a ton of anime even if they've never heard of Evangelion somehow, they probably watched it. Yeah. Because it they just watched popped it. up. They've it been watching up. they've been watching uh, yeah. Attack on Titan and One Punch Man. And <laughs> the, two, the two other anime shows that I know the names we're of. We're familiar with. Uh, Castlevania. I watched a little bit of that. It was good. It was good? Yeah. Uh, what else is out there that's good? Um, just to anyway, just to, just to date it. us into this time, time sec- section of time here. But, uh, um, I mean, I think, I think anyway, it has its best chance to become as popular as it can get. Yeah, yeah. Ever again, especially in America, where American audiences maybe weren't really exposed to it yet. You know, I should I, I'm, I'm compelled to Google it and just see if there's like a bunch of like articles from, you know, people uh, I did in their 20s. I saw an article written by um, a woman and I can't remember her name now, but it was in Forbes. Yeah. And it, you know what? It was Forbes. A yeah. And it was a listicle. 
So oh, okay. Even so we're list- right on. We're right on point. So actually, our listicle idea, but you you came up with it today over noodles, not me. Right, independently. Okay, so it was yeah. yeah. So I'm not ripping off Forbes in. magazine. Don't send yeah. your legal team after us. Oh, Forbes. Oh no. <laughs> but oh my uh, goodness. But, yeah, there. Um, but it was a good. It was a good little okay. article, and she her 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 her, her angle was. Um, you know, why you should be watching Evangelion uh, now as opposed to, or why is it still, I don't remember. Why did she, did, was her picture that. on the article so like yeah, other oh, people yeah. her age could, um, could see it? That did she was her, that she was in her 20s and they would be compelled to watch it? Oh, yeah. Because it wasn't like she was like a grosso 35 year old. That's a good point. I guess from her picture, she seemed like. Do they do that? Like they have like uh, one of their younger women because they know this is anime and. Well, when I was twenty, like I wasn't going to read anything. Here it is. Five reasons you should still watch. Those five. Five reasons you should you should still watch Evangelion in 2019 by Lauren Orsini. I I liked her little list here. The most. But her five reasons are quite a bit different than our five reasons. Um, well, because I think ours are probably coming from a well of deep, deep fandom. Yeah. Well, she sounds like a fan. Yeah. But I think, um, the difference here is she's maybe trying to sell the show to, uh, a broad audience where we're sort of talking to hopefully people that are, you know, you're listening to this podcast because you're sort of, you're sort of, it's otaku maybe. That's the word. Right? Yeah, you're yeah, kind of more of an obsessive Evangelion fan, mm-hmm. and and uh, you're as interested in it um, as we are. I mean, I'm imagining someone who you know in that Venn diagram of overlap of listens to podcasts, yeah. and would like to learn more about this show, watched it or not. That they would that that those people would then scan through the available options, right? Randomly pick a couple, and then and then I and guess, just like our bag. Right. They would just be like, oh, I like these guys. Yeah, they seem like nice fellows. I don't place high quality. I don't Probably place a high handsome. emphasis on. <laughs> right. Right. They, they sound tall. Yeah. They yeah. Just tall. Just you guys wait till we get some, but, get some but JPEGs think, on the website. But I think um, Lauren Orsini, uh, the senior contributor in games, she writes about business of fandom. So. So she was paid to. Oh yeah, to write it's this. Forbes. So who's reading <laughs> Forbes? Like, what is the Venn diagram of Forbes readers and Evangelion fans? Oh, I, so you know, I, I would have assumed like about twenty people. Right. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> exactly. So I'm saying I think her angle for her article was everyone who reads Forbes. You don't watch. Maybe some of you watch anime. Probably not. But you should check wow. this one out, right? So she's doing the Lord's work, trying to bring in people. That's in a tough audience. That is admirable. Yeah. Um, because I can't. I just don't see the for like Forbes. Is it named after Steve Forbes? Like, does he does he watch anime? Noted, noted non animation. He just doesn't seem very anime. Just from his ownership of a magazine, right? Uh, so that was her idea. To write that Must article. Be. It says she's a senior. 
She's a, um, I, you know, she's Forbes, a they write about controller. video games and film and stuff too. So oh, for the, the I don't know who nouveau was. rich. Yeah. So yeah. I, I guess I don't know. Yeah, I mean it's a financial magazine. So in my fantasy, a bunch of people who hadn't seen Evangelion before watch it, enjoy it, write about it, and it has a resurgence. Yeah, that's yeah. what we hope. And, it's, and it's, it's, it's a great show on Forbes. That's what we're up against. Should we publish our listicle in written form? I don't know on our website. We have a website. We haven't even started the first item of the listicle yet. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> so uh, okay, okay. So so five the top five the hottest five reasons. Hottest. <laughs> and then the first one is autorship. Autorship. Oter is it autorship or probably autorship? A u t e r s h i p. Anyway, so co the concept of. Uh, you know, a, a driven artist taking the reins of a creative project, you know, kind of like and vertically controlling the whole the whole thing to create something in his vision, her vision, their vision. Um, and that I think Evangelion has it in spades. Right. I think that's like it's almost the bedrock. When you're watching the show, you're you're watching uh uh, Ano Hideki's work, right? His his internal workings and what he thought would be awesome. And we're and we were talking about this today. Um, Ano, uh, we were talking about how Hideki is a animator first. Yes. Yeah. So, so uh, as an auteur, doing taking the reins on everything, but with a very special focus on the animation. And so, obviously, that's that's a big reason. Mm -hmm. That's actually one of our hottest five. So, oh, I'm already right. spoiling the list. <laughs> yeah, but, I... but as an auteur... <laughs> We're going to announce at the end of oh, the yeah. topic that it made our list. Right. So, <laughs> never mind that. But the point being that Hideki Anno yeah. uh, is kind of doing this like a project of of passion, very personal work. Oh man, it is, isn't it? Yeah. And, and this, this concept I think would invade the other four elements of our list. It's, it's almost like the, the root or the, uh, or the stem of it. Um, because I really admire about the show, how the animation speaks to, uh, to, to the, the plot. It speaks to the psychology. Um, and everything is kind of happening in sync during the show. I guess that's easy to say, and I sound like hyperbole, but but it's like everything that you see is also like what is being felt mm -hmm. to me in the show, and um, and you know having having the auteur having having Hideki <clears throat> so in charge of like exactly how things look to emphasize this about how this character is doing and this weird arcane thing that we're going to hope someone catches or not about the plot. It's all going on all at once. And that probably, that probably speaks a lot to, um, why there are so many conversations about it. Um, when you have one person where he gets his vision on screen, you just assume, he, um, he has, he's made all of these decisions himself. And then that it follows that he must've had, motivation for each decision and mm. now you start getting into the minutia of what was his motivation for this scene and what was his motivation for this scene and and maybe he was just sort of doing it because it looked cool 
Because <laughs> yeah. he's like famously yeah. uh, famously guarded in that sense. He's not, <laughs> he seems to not give up much hints as to what his, what his motivations were. And I, I've always read him as <laughs> basically aggressive towards fandom of Evangelion. Right. Like in interviews, he's he's dismissive. It, yeah, if not openly hostile towards people who have who have spent much time dissecting the show, like an o- otaku culture. Yeah, his 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 line is always like, "You shouldn't spend any time thinking about this stuff." And he'll always try to he tries to discourage. Yeah. Like he'll be like, "We we didn't." Yeah, yeah. Like you're wasting your time. There's nothing here, and you know anything anything that is in there, I'm not going to say because uh, it's not. I don't want to waste your time. It's not worth it. Um, all that, all that kind of thing to be like, move on with your life. It's just something because I think it's something that to him, it's hard to read. And it's just stuff I've read translated online, but like to him, I think it's something he did during like a period of his life that he is more or less proud of. I think that's a whole discussion, but that he's moved on from uh-huh. and maybe that haunts him. Right. Well, even like some some anxiety maybe crops up a little because he was going through crisis while he made this, right? He was like in a deep depression. Yeah, we're meant to understand that he he was working his way through a depression, and a lot of the show is you know kind of his rationalizations and kind of his self therapy, like psychotherapy, almost literally towards uh, the end of the show in dealing with Mm -hmm. uh, depression. and you can like you can straight up map if you desire to different characters to different you know elements of what you can imagine he was going through like specific things you know that Ray is going through specific things Shinji is going through et cetera et cetera you know different parts of a different parts of a aspect of a person right um, specifically <laughs> someone who like themes of the show you know often resolve around wanting to accomplish something and feeling like you're failing. It's, I mean, it's like a self criticism live in front of your face. (laughs) I mean, it's Evangelion talking about Evangelion from the creator of Evangelion. Right. Uh, It's intense stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I, I admire it. And so whenever he kind of is going off and being like, ah you know it's all garbage that you should move on from I'm like well it's hard to believe him because yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's so much here but and, and it would make sense it would make sense that he doesn't really want to talk too much about it because what if it triggers these anxieties i mean as sure i've had anxiety attacks it's like your mind knows you're fine but your body just freaks out uh-huh. and it's like you can't your heart's racing away it's a it's an awful feeling of losing control and uh, maybe maybe he's his his um, defense against that happening is to just, <laughs> just like, not talk about it, <laughs> even though it's his. Yeah. It's like the project he's best known for. So anytime he does an interview with anyone, I'm sure it comes up. It must it must be torture. I were Seattle guys, so my mind always goes to uh, Nirvana, and it's like I think it's similar of like with oh, that's with Nevermind. Like this is like his. This is his nevermind, you know, he meant to, uh, I think I made this analogy last, yeah. last episode, but like, I think he meant to create something, you know, have your cake, you need it too, like subversive yet 
break new ground and be memorable yet really put it in the eye yeah. of, of all these concepts yet do them better than anyone ever had. And so at the end, you know, it's like, like, uh, Kurt Cobain looks at this product, this like highly rock and roll, you know, super stylized album that is barely recognizable compared to their first album, which is bleach. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Bleach. Um, so lo-fi so, and just raw. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but he made this just pop, amazing pop album that just everyone loved universally yeah and all of a sudden it's not yours anymore They're it's like the jim carrey of, <laughs> you know it's eminently lovable right it doesn't everybody loves him except your grandma <laughs> and, but then you know and then so you know kurt cobain was always like alter like in interviews like alternating between like oh it's amazing we're gonna be we're gonna be metallica you know yeah it's, yeah. it's, it's like that and like oh i can't stand to listen to it i hate it yeah, I hate my doing fans. This. Like you guys are all disgusting. You should listen to you know. I mean, that was in utero, right? I mean, yeah. in utero is just yeah. basically uh, him talking about how awful it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It goes. <laughs> yeah, but uh, so I mean, I think I yeah. have Galleon's probably like that. Yeah, but yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's, I bet it's a complicated topic. Yeah, and probably not something you're going to get straight answers from Hideki Anno on. Unless he listens to this podcast and yeah. writes it in the comments. Comments <laughs> section. Yeah. yeah um, we, we will read his comment. But I, I think that, to bring it back around, uh, Hideki Anno as an auteur, you know, you when you watch something by someone like that, when you watch a Tarantino movie, mm-hmm. you immediately put it in the context of every Tarantino movie you've ever seen and how much it's influenced other films, Right. And it's like, because you, there's no way to separate the auteur from their project. It's so much one person. It's not like watching a, a, a Marvel movie and, mm. you you know, there's like a different director for each movie. And it's, mm. a, it's, a, it's a cast of a, a thousand stars. And yeah. It's written by an army of people. It doesn't feel like an art project. Yeah, that's a great yeah, that's you know, a great way to like stand them up not, against each other. Yeah, but not to not to disparage the Marvel films. They're fun. I, I mean, I like them. Yeah, yeah. But they're not they're not it's not auteur. There's no auteurs making them. Or even if they did bring in a uh-huh. you know, interesting director, it's like they did it as a one-off. It's not like they'll you know, Thor Ragnarok is Taika Watiti, but uh-huh. No one knew who he was before that, <laughs> and, and probably, are, you know, it's not like his career is going to go into just superhero movies now or something like, you know, he's a, he's an interesting artist, but, um, but he wasn't making, he wasn't making those, you know, Thor Ragnarok. Is it art? I, I guess it's art. Film is art, but it's collaborative, whatever. It's just beautifully done. But yeah, but yeah. it's not it's in not the a same way. It's not in the same way as Evangelion, where you, you really feel like you're watching one man's. And he drew it. He wrote the script. I mean, yeah, he he felt it as you <laughs> yeah. know. It's like he's he's putting himself out there. It's like this is the most legitimate thing uh-huh. I can make. And that I think that is definitely an appeal of this thing. Watching and then if you're watching it from a psychological standpoint, a man who's in crisis for right. 26 episodes. <laughs> so, uh, so that's why authorship. 
is number is, one on the list. We love a human train wreck. It is the hottest reason. <laughs> yeah, hot. yeah, we do love. We love imagining a suffering, a suffering individual right. uh, behind the scenes here. We do though. We love it. We yeah, love it's human, human drama. And, uh, Amy Winehouse's and yeah, uh, yeah, it's it's um, uh, it brings. It brings, you know, trag- tragedy elevates. Yeah. yeah. It makes it more real. Yeah. Hey, if something great happened and someone you know, made an album, I'd, I'd like that too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It doesn't, doesn't happen as often. Right. It doesn't have to be you're in pain and and we don't derive pleasure from the pain itself. I'm not a monster. No, no. It's, <laughs> no, the pleasure is, let's say, once removed. Right, yeah. We, we enjoy the we enjoy what, <laughs> what comes of it. Right. We're sorry it had to happen. Let's go item number. Uh, so that's auteurship. Auteurship. You, you cross it off. I'm going to cross it off. Okay, because it's been covered. Yeah. There we go. Okay, so. We're actually we, making progress. We we're halfway down my note sheet. We might, we might finish ahead of schedule. <laughs> so, that's good. <laughs> have Anyone to, who's made it this long. For some of that filler. <laughs> uh, Anyone who's made it this long is, is probably anxious for the end. What? what, what <laughs> they want this episode to LP over. Would they, would they have if they haven't off? heard the next four hottest Don't reasons. you dare turn it off. <laughs> yeah, we need you. And we also need you to comment. <laughs> Um, so, so uh, the second hottest reason, the second well, hottest, under consideration for hottest, second hottest reason. Are these in a particular order? I think so. Okay, we, yeah. they came out in this order. So <laughs> well, that's just convenient. Clearly, there's priority. So, uh, the second hottest reason is the plot of Evangelion. Right, the plot of Evangelion has launched. You know, it's launched a thousand form threads. So let me let me ask you a question, Mike. <laughs> what is the plot of Evangelion? Ah, so earlier today, we two learned, uh, your two, you know, learned guides to this show. Uh, we took about two minutes to just ask ourselves that <laughs> and refresh ourselves, not even on subtleties, just on what is actually the plot. Right. And, you know, we've, we've invested, as as you know by now, a bit of time into this. And I mean, and the reason why you have to do that is because it's not obvious. It's complex. Yeah. Um, it's really there. Like, yeah. it's, there's a lot that can be said about, oh, you're kind of grasping at straws sometimes. But no, a lot of it is really there. And yeah. maybe maybe it all didn't make it in. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, budgetary constraints, yada, yada. Um, but it's, but it's, it's, it's got that compellingness of a mystery uh-huh. Maze cinema kind of thing with all these different threads that you just love to put together. Uh-huh. Um yeah, what like what is what are the Evangelion? What are the Avas? Yeah, so many mysteries. Yeah, where do they come from? And the and the answers are so complex that even once you like quote unquote know, mm-hmm. you have to work it out again every once in a while. Right, right. <laughs> um why yeah, what, here, are, what are the questions? The questions are, you know, what what are they? What do we have so far after the first episode, for instance? Um, what are the Avas? Yeah. Why 14-year-olds? Sure. Why, you know, to put it in terms of, like, where we are, like, first episode, why? Gendo says, because you're the only one you can, who can. Right. When Shinji, when Shinji, you know, is saying, I won't get in the robot, why is it me? He says, mm-hmm. well, you're the only one you can. Um you know, spoilery, literally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so you know, there's stuff like that. And and <clears throat> further, why 
like why Shinji? Like why not any fourteen year old? Because right. clearly there's other kids here that aren't piloting Ava's yet. Mm-hmm. But um, but why? Why the you know why uh, Ray? Why Asuka? Why Shinji? And why at that age? Now, and now, what's interesting about your line of questions is your these questions are actually pretty like medium to low level <laughs> in like the overall largeness of the plot. Right. Like these are this is just among the details right. of what you can try to figure out. Well, okay, what's what's show? the overarching? Well, plot I don't want to spoil. Oh, okay. Yeah. I guess because they the plot is revealed uh, piece by piece. Yeah, but yeah. As of episode one. We can say we know that there has been a second impact. They've said that. Sure, to call out to call out big to call out big big bits of it. Um, yeah, yeah. So so you know overall there's sort of a there's sort of a uh, timeline being being described that is post post a major event, and we see that. There's a military organization that's that's fighting, you know, big alien monster-looking critters. Mm-hmm. We assume, you know, part of all this, right? Mm-hmm. And so there's kind of a big picture of like what's what's going on. There's a there's a larger world, and that's and that's like fully explored during the show, and it's among like the again among like the many <laughs> the many things that the many things that are going on. I think uh, besides like the vagueness of the plot, I also admire um, the uh, the density. I can kind of like like we already mentioned like there's a lot of layers. There's a there's a lot to dig into. I also admire kind of like along the lines of auteurship, how it 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 is doing the work of so much all at once. Sure. You know, it's it's talking to a cultural con- context. It's talking to the psychology of characters. It's driving literal plot along. Mm-hmm. It's talking about the it's talking about the mental state of the auteur. Like it's doing so much heavy lifting. Then this one guy put it all together, and it all works. Mm-hmm. Like it all it all clicks. There's by the end of it. Like if you try hard enough, there's not any loose threads. You have to do a little bit of heavy lifting to make, right. to make that. But it like I mean. When people are writing about this show, they're not writing like, oh, there's so much that we never get told. I think I've seen that, though, uh, some places. Some people saying we never found out. I don't remember which details. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there's something. But um, we'll, what we should do is crawl through the forums and try to find if we can't answer those questions <laughs> for those people. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think on a, on a psychological level, the psychology is pretty straightforward. Um, you know, this, these ideas of, uh, wanting to fit in or, you know, wanting to have validation as a kid. And, Mm -hmm. um, these are 14, you're not really a child anymore, but you're also not a uh, adult by any stretch. So (laughs) really distracting. (laughs) It's the swimming pool scene. That was a huge face. (laughs) Um, but um, but yeah, so you know psychology, but it's not and, and philosophy, but it's it's accessible, definitely accessible. Mm-hmm. I don't think you have to go you know read into your Nietzsche or something to like really pull out some 
philosophical threads but yeah there's a lot of kind of 25 cent you know uh religious and philosophical references and symbolism and whatnot and it's like it's kind of functional to the story at best but it is approached at and not at a deep level Mm -hmm. um it's approached at i think like you said earlier today kind of a high school level right of the you know sort of like depression as we were mentioning a bit ago of the of you know, kind of the overarching like cloud of the of depression and anxiety and failure of all the characters that are are, are put is put there by the creator uh-huh. and how that um um like kind of suffuses suffuses everything and the cycle of trying and failing and trying and failing and trying and failing. Right. Yeah. So the Suffice to say, plot. <laughs> plot is, is to be very to be in the very loosest uh, parameters of what we're trying to talk about. Plot, is our, is, there's 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 plot in it to get your teeth into and yeah, and pick yeah. apart if you want. And, yeah, and people love to do that. I yeah yeah. There's loads and loads of it, and you can you can you can ponder it forever. Mm-hmm. Um, I I mean I know anime in general is famous is famous for a lot of it for being uh, quote unquote deep has a lot of weird stuff. You know, it's hard to understand going on, but I, you know, and my experience is limited, but I think the Evangelion is particularly famous for having a, a, a really bizarro plot or that may- works and is deep. Yeah. And it's, or it's vague enough. Yeah. Yeah. To, to uh, feign, <laughs> feign deepness. So that's, yeah. So that's another way to take this discussion that I, I love talking about is there's kind of like the one hand and the other. On the one hand, is uh, Hideki Anno um, really this mastermind that drew all these things together, that he made all these connections and he thought this was awesome. And now it's just, or, and he's just he's just trolling people who try to like also appreciate it, kind of being <laughs> you know kind of bitter or a jerk or resentful of it or whatever. Um, or is it really truly that he just had a bunch of relatively disconnected but awesome ideas, threw yeah. them in together, and he's a different sort of mastermind at things, uh, putting things together that sort of loosely go together and that people can just kind of you know, fan wank into reality (laughs) to to their heart's content. Who knows? It's like an exploitation (laughs) of otaku. Because he said he doesn't like that culture I was reading today. Right, right. And then uh, particularly he was talking about, and maybe when we get to, when we get to the next item on our listicle, we can mention, but like the, um, the animation, the anime tropes, Mm -hmm. uh, like the sexy women, and mm-hmm. and and the um, gratuitous violence, right? <laughs> and he was and th- the thing I read was that he almost like was putting those in there because he's expected to, because he recognizes that at least in the nineties, mm-hmm. this again to put it in context, this came out in nineteen ninety two. Uh, girls didn't play video games and watch anime in nineteen ninety two. I mean, I'm sure there was girls that were. But, you know, my yeah. sister didn't watch anime yeah. and my sister didn't play video games. I, mean, I think it's and fair to say that in, in the 90s. Yeah. True. So he, he understands that his audience is largely male and 
and the people making this thing largely a male cast of yeah. people and so you're it's like fan service to do like that sexy picture of misato with the with the arrow pointing to the cleavage mm-hmm. right I mean, <laughs> that's almost like a that's oh, almost yeah. like hideki ano like i mean he's he's doing that because he knows he's watching right mm-hmm. i mean is he sort of like placating or pandering it's almost like cynical because it uh-huh. even it's like even includes the arrow and the lip and the lip smack and uh, well, it's also compulsive, maybe. Like he couldn't help but put it in because yeah. he, he's an anime right maker, director, creator. So it's like, like, well, of course we're going to put this in. Like, as you know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, fourteen-year-old boys are going to love this. Yeah, he yeah. wasn't thinking about twenty-nine-year-old women. Yeah, <laughs> he was. If, if there's we, no twenty-nine-year-old women watching, I mean, is it to his Galleon in the nineties? Like. I think it's got to be to his taste as well, right? Because, right. I mean, the two, like like you brought up, kind of the two largest elements that 14-year-old boys love yeah, yeah. is uh, anime babes and uh, awesome explosions. <laughs> yeah, and, like and fighting. Fighting and, you know, robots beating each other up. Heck yeah. You got those, you got those two elements. He, like, he's a ace creator of that. He must love this stuff. Oh, yeah. Like, it was, you know. Yeah, so it's weird for him to say it. There, I guess that's another... Like, you couldn't make, like, Ray and Asuka and Musato out of, like, scorn for people. I mean, these are, like, some of the greatest, like, anime <laughs> babes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, it's gotta come from a... It's gotta come from a place in the heart. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean... Yeah, for sure. These are, like... Good-looking babes. The distracting scene here. Yeah. Speaking of which, um, what episode are we on? It's got to be like six or seven by now. Oh, it doesn't say. Less than helpful. There we go. Anyway, Anyway, we'll get to it in the show. I think we've bled into uh, mystical number three or four. Number. So I'm going to cross out number two plus. Oh, did we announce? I think I got halfway through announcing. Number two was the was the plot, the multifaceted plot. Was the second um, hottest reason. And, and we actually, just to review real quick, oh, uh, yeah, that so. plot listicle, I think we it's hard to say much about the plot without having watched more of the show. So. Well, yeah, I meant in a broad sense. But in know. a broad sense, yeah. yes, there's ways to chomp into it. There's a, a lot of depth there. Oh, yeah. The third item on the listicle for consideration is the animation. Right, right. Which we went on at length in the first episode. And even a bit just now, too. Yeah. Um, you know, and it ties into, you know, authorship and the plot. You know, the, the order of these is that these listicles were put together is beautiful. Right. <laughs> I think it really flows well. So so the animation. We have, uh, as an auteur, we have a guy, Hideki Ano, who's an animator. Started out as an animator. Got his first big job. Uh, at Studio Ghibli. So he comes into it as a guy who's focused on the animation, and it really shows. Um, yeah, and it, and it enables him to create the level of detail and, like, small motions of the characters, subtle subtle looks. And, you know, sometimes when you catch, like, this kind of dead phrase where someone has a, like a <laughs> weird... <laughs> but, like, we're watching a scene right now. You know, the show yeah. remain nameless for now. But, but uh, like, I mean, every frame I'm watching Shinji carefully and with little hand motions and everything. Yeah. This is lovingly made. Uh, um, yeah. 
it's beautiful face work and yeah, and, just the yeah, ability for him to draw characters that emote. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah, it just looks great. And you can tell it was, it was made by an animator. It looked at Ray gave there. I mean, it's like a simple look, but then when you look at it, it's like it's a human soul, you know, <laughs> and I know, there. I know, uh, we mentioned it in the first podcast episode, but, um, the ability to do so much with so few frames of animation. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and again, we can't really spoil stuff, but, uh, you know, a completely still frame of two characters, you know, looking or a character looking at something or two characters looking at each other. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I think. Yeah. And, um, and, and, you know, then you just have like the sound of some crickets or something. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's like, you, you without animating anything, really just looking at a still, he's like, he's he's shoveling all of this emotion and and weight into the into the scene, and uh, oh wow, we've been going <laughs> for a while. So animation, what else? Oh, and then of course I I, I keep going on about the scale, drawing things that look gigantic. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it it it's uh, it creates an awesome robot fight. Like it makes a beautiful ballet of technology out of these things. Or you could just draw like you know uh, like a, a a mortar. You could draw a giant cannon and it'd be good enough. But right. like the level of detail that goes into these things, it's it's clear that that he loved he loved this topic. He loved like military. Yeah, anime. and I think of things like. Um images of the avas running or moving mm-hmm. and they move like <laughs> you it makes me think that the animators oh were looking yeah. at you know this is not rotoscoped or anything but looking at the way athletes move yeah and then copying those movements yeah. um into the way that the uh Evangel- evangelion move and it, it just it looks great it looks so cool they, they move almost it's that uncanny valley right right they look almost biological or human yeah in the way yeah. they move and it's then, amazing yeah they don't look robotic or or stilted or mm-hmm. they don't i don't know I, I don't know what that's called if i was an animator there's probably a word for <laughs> it's it it's got good look feel <laughs> yeah, yeah look feel i like that that's pretty good yeah absolutely uh animation is our third hottest reason yeah i'm gonna cross animation to watch oh. evangelion today um on Netflix. <laughs> yeah. The fourth reason, um, you can't read it because I, I wrote over it a couple times. Oh, okay. It's characters. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely 100%. Yeah, a wealth of interesting characters. Yeah. Um, I mean, and the way I kind of conceptualize this is, you know, for as, you know, if you're going and reading random topics by Evangelion online, like there's as many topics that come up about just like character studies as any other topic um the the vagaries of the plot or you know suspicions about what this or that means also just bits about like what did this person want like is you know can we consider this person a success or failure or why do they do this or hey i just got through my first watching like this guy's a real jerk oh (laughs) i heard a sound and then i see my cat over there and it and it ties in with with everything else uh, too. Previous on our list that you know it's kind of like bam bam bam. Uh, you know the animation is doing work of translating this to the screen. The auteur is putting his feelings on the screen. 
uh, the plot is driving the psychology of the characters. Um, the psychology of the characters is driving the plot. Right. It's not just like a terrible thing happens and now the person is, you know, suffers for it. It's often like their internal, uh, their internal capacity is starting is starting to fail. Right. And then their robot won't work. Right, right, right. Yeah. You know, and then sometimes the robot will work, and that's why they fail this time. Um, or, or like the way that the characters, uh, I guess we haven't seen much Aska. We haven't seen any Aska yet. She comes in, yeah, she several comes in later. In. But the way um, they all kind of relate to each other and, and the ways they're similar to each other. Mm-hmm. And um, especially, I mean, we, we've seen Shinji and he's got, um, clearly has some baggage left over from uh, family life before the show mm-hmm. but you know we start to see that like character motivations are very similar for, for multiple characters uh, there's yeah strong recurring themes throughout the characters yeah and they're not like subtle um necessarily yeah. it's it's so elegant i'm gonna call it elegant yeah yeah it's not subtle it's obvious like like we called it earlier like high school level uh-huh. you know psychology but it's so well executed. Yeah, it feels it feels authentic, I guess. Yeah, it's like okay, so you have six different characters that all have like the same family issue, which will come up, you know, soon in the show, and they all have kind of the same circling the drain kind of psychology. Um, but they're all compelling, and they all address like a different facet, a different way of looking at that. And so it's it's that kind of like it's kind of that like um what is that is it shallow but broad or <laughs> broad but deep I don't know yeah yeah but it but it's like it it yeah maybe it's it's not three dimensional but it's two dimensional yeah and I think it makes it so that you can um you can relate to these characters and you you know they're accessible you, you don't even yeah. though we there's a lot of questions that are raised about their motivations you. You have a pretty good handle on on where they're coming from and and how that relates to their ability to uh, drive the Ava or and we, and we might be suffering from a little bit of like excessive familiarity with the show I think too because like I'm trying to cast myself back and I think it took me a couple of watches to get like we mentioned a character who comes up later called Asuka like like she evolved into my favorite character. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't, I didn't get her at first. And you had to, and how everything's connected in this show, you had to pick up some plot elements right. that are not obvious to kind of get where, you know, kind of right. get her whole, the whole picture. And they don't give you the whole picture right away. I mean, no. she basically come, well, well, we'll get to see this, but she comes in as a very confident, seems like the opposite yeah. of Shinji. Yeah. She wants to be there. But you mm-hmm. start to kind of realize that, Shin, you know, issues that Shinji has with um, not feeling liked and uh, trying to get um, validation or trying to get acceptance from his father, mm-hmm. especially, but not just his father. It's like, who who does he fight for? Right. Mm-hmm. And figuring that out. And those kinds of issues are they're pervasive through a lot of the characters. Another thing kind of about that, about relations between the characters, <clears throat> I guess, is the um, we, we brought up a couple of times, but the the kind of the lack of background characters and filler. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I, I, I said in the first episode we did that 
if Shinji weren't such an obvious protagonist, if he weren't so obviously the protagonist, if you just took him out somehow, there could be a case that any character could be a protagonist here. Um, right, right. Maybe because they're similar in a lot of ways, but they all have a full arc. And also because there's so few minor characters. Right. There's like maybe four or five minor characters. There's some of the Nair staff. There's a couple of... There's a couple of, like, schoolmates that don't get so much play. Yeah, the the class... Uh, like, like, some characters who are drawn in the background, like we were talking about. Or um, um, I'm thinking of the, the class uh, leader, or what's her name? Yeah, like, she gets like a bit... Class like a, president. She has, like, kind of a B story in a couple of episodes. Yeah. And, and she feels, goes over for dinner once or something, too, at one point, doesn't she? It almost she? feels like kind of a mid-series um, suffering for content that the show has, actually, <laughs> that they're like... What, what do we do with this before they decide to just go bonkers? <laughs> um, but they really, yeah, they really, like, reflect the the relationship between the characters and their own kind of inward struggles and in that there's very few other people to relate to. Yeah. Uh, especially our protagonist, Shinji, is often so withdrawn that he doesn't even notice the relationships that others are trying right, right. to forge with him. And he thinks everybody's like, he thinks he has no value. <laughs> I mean, and it's, and it, you know, it's, it's a basic, but true analysis of feelings of depression of like, you know, everything you can be doing great top of the world. Everyone thinks you're fine. They got no problem with you, but you don't like you. So it's right. Yeah. So none of it matters. You don't even notice the other stuff. Yeah. 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 Um, and I guess it would it would behoove us to mention that uh, you know the the relationships and kind of the uh, kind of the like kind of love triangle biangle you know yeah. sort of sometimes I like to call show Shinji and the women right uh, to kind of as it's kind of a, a sarcasm on Shinji's way of relating to yeah. <laughs> get his relationship with people, people. Um, especially women because he. I mean, he comes across, I mean, he's a 14-year-old kid, but, um, you know, he's, there's, well, I don't want to spoil things, I guess. Yeah, there's a lot of spoilers <laughs> that, that can be avoided here. Let's just say his interactions with the women are are awkward and sometimes a little questionable. And but, it's, it's like, maybe another thing of the show, like, kind of drawing you in and then just refusing yeah. to offer... I mean, there's a positive experience. Yeah, it's like, uh, I mean, there you feel there's there's a lot of moments where you feel kind of embarrassed for Shinji. It's like, yeah, really humiliating situations that he he almost puts he puts himself in. Mm-hmm. So uh, you but, can you but, can draw maps of the show just like you can try to figure out the vagaries of the plot. You can try to figure out the vagaries of how the main kind of quadra affecta. Yeah. Of of characters, you know, like the Mis- Misato Asuka Rei and, and Shinji, how they all relate to each other and how they feel about each other and try to figure all that out. Like, yeah. and you can understand it, but then it's vague enough that you have to, like, kind of think about it again yeah, later. And you have to keep going back to, yeah. you know, first episode and how did they, the first time you see them together on screen, yeah. how did it play out? And it's lovely. I, you come to feel for these, these characters and it, it's a great job. Strong work, Evangelion. And that's why characters, characters in psychology make the fourth item on our listicle. Right, right. It's it's a it's a hot reason to watch <laughs> Evangelion hot. Netflix. It's less hot than previous reasons. It's it's pretty hot though. 
Oh, it is. Yeah. So I mean, you couldn't even make the list. Yeah, the, the, the list is hot. So that brings us to the fifth item on the list. <laughs> we did. We did come up with one, right? We did. So <laughs> speaking of trying to make a five-item <laughs> listicle, yeah, four we really like. I mean, yeah, these those four were strong. <laughs> I feel about those four. This is yeah. a, this is a good one. The fifth one that we put down: cultural context. <laughs> well, it's hard to make a case that anything called cultural context is especially hot. Right. That's true. Yeah. But, I mean, um, um, but knowledge. But let's is, look. Knowledge can be hot. But we, I think we touched on a little bit earlier. They tell me. Yeah. Knowledge. <laughs> right. Um, Gendo's very bright. And, oh, his, his horrifying monkey face is yeah. on the screen there for a moment. Yeah, he's he's a little creepy looking, I have to say. Yeah. But, um, but cultural context. Cultural context. So this came out in the 90s. It was really a, quite a different time. Um, and it came out in Japan, which is like <laughs> more different than here. Wow. Yeah, um, that's true. But now here it is on Netflix and, like we said, widely accessible. Um, And we are, I mean, one of the first things is we are in the post-Me Too era. Yeah, yeah. So if you're listening to this in 2024 and all this stuff has been sorted out. Yeah. Oh, that's an interesting uh, take. (laughs) Maybe I'm being optimistic there. (laughs) Or or how does does Evangelion play? Oh, I thought you were going to discuss how does Me Too get worked out. No, yeah. I don't know, but but you gotta you gotta imagine that somewhere someone is taking a look at old anime and the way women are portrayed and treated in anime. I imagine um, at you know uh, WSU. Yeah, that's a common like like thesis topic. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so, you know, fourteen year old girls in their underwear. It's quite it's quite questionable. Yeah, we haven't quite gotten there yet because we we want to practice our public speaking before we, we right. address some of the the harder um, issues to yeah. to be a fan of the show and to um, kind of negotiate. I I don't know uh, a lot of uh, women that are into anime. My daughter is into anime, but I don't watch any of the stuff she watches. But I would love to hear what women think of, especially uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion. Um, how do, how do those those pictures of of Misato's cleavage and and her clearly hitting on a fourteen year old boy? How does that play uh, in, in today's cultural context? You know, I bet it's I bet it's personality you know people are going to be into one thing or another you're probably right though that i mean for the ladies in general this wasn't as we were discussing largely made for the ladies yeah there's no reason why it was made it couldn't for... be enjoyed it couldn't be enjoyed by ladies sure no reason but i mean it's especially there's sort of a element of i guess being compelled to enjoy it responsibly especially in this day and age yeah as, as men yeah. <laughs> you know I, i'm starting to quickly feel like i'm qualified <laughs> to get in this discussion i know might be better reserved for i want i want to be respectful podcasters that's why i feel like if, if we ever get to the point we can bring in a guest it would be great to hear <laughs> that perspective but i mean suffice i guess i guess suffice to say uh maybe we Evangelion has to be appreciated on its own outside of cultural context. 
and I feel like I'm good at that, perhaps too good at it. Like I'm, I, I feel like I'm good at appreciating what's on the screen and taking it for what it is and not <clears throat> like there's a thing growing up that was popular to say like, well, if you, if you watch movies with violence and whatnot, and you're taking all that into yourself. Right. I heard that a lot growing up and I never, that never played for me. Maybe because my bias was, well, I like that kind of thing. Yeah, it's fun to watch. It's fun, it's fun to watch. What, what could be wrong? But I also like, I don't, I mean, and I think for what it's worth, any research that's been done in, into this that I've heard about has kind of shown that that doesn't happen, that if you watch a lot of violent movies, you turn into a psychopath. Because right. you sure are watching a lot of violence movies. Yeah, and, and I'm not a psychopath. Right, right, right. It doesn't Yet. seem, <laughs> right, it's all going to. Give me a chime that goes off at yeah. some point. We all just go mad, but but yeah. So that that's not how it works. Uh, and I think I think though, people who have a poor ability to separate themselves from what's on screen, it's not that that turns you into a psychopath. I think it's that you don't like that kind of thing and you don't see why other people like it. Like that's that's how I. You hear that thing usually, right? Right. If you if you get kind of my my bend in the road there, yes, so yeah, yeah. So it's like, yeah. oh, this stuff's terrible. Why do you watch it? Well, it's the, you know this this has all sorts of negative messages. Well, it's more like the, the person saying it doesn't like that kind yeah, of thing, yeah. which is fine, right? But I like it because of those negative, right? <laughs> and so that's just based on like, it's just my taste. You like, yeah, it's a taste. <laughs> yeah. So I you know I feel like. Take it for what it's worth. <laughs> does does uh, Evangelion do much cultural commentary? I mean, I guess there's a little bit there about you know war and and That's mankind coming together to fight off a. But I mean, I think like you were talking about earlier, it's really focused on itself. Yeah, it's focused on like the internal struggle, and you could almost say like just focus on what the auteur mm -hmm. was going through and wanting to create, and it's all happening in an animated world. <clears throat> uh, you're immediately separate. You're immediately separate from this world because we we aren't cartoons, and yeah, these, this is almost like watching fantasy, um, and it, it's like you question it less. So it can be about itself and doesn't necessarily have to make sense in our world. Uh, we were discussing offline a while ago, trying to put it into the kind of a context of what the world is like. Like, is it is it like a totalitarian kind of world? You know, mm -hmm. it's like that kind of like, oh, everyone had to band together behind strong, you know, evil leaders to survive or is it a new utopia you know like everyone seems pretty pretty happy mm -hmm. at least the you know 15 characters in the <laughs> world that we ever see, see yeah. who are you know <laughs> terribly stilted unfortunate individuals yeah um <laughs> so that's a weird take from from me but uh, you know but we're not really given any of that i don't think it has a lot of like larger cultural commentary yeah, I think probably uh, Ano was probably so busy trying to create this specific interpretation of of his mindset and his view of anime at the time that maybe he just didn't wasn't concerned with looking outside. Maybe it wasn't a thing this kind of anime did. Yeah, it's not a. I wouldn't say it's a feminist a feminist work. Yeah, 
<laughs> I mean, that, that wasn't even part of the conversation probably in, in the nineties. Uh, uh, not the anime conversation anyway. Right. Like the closest that it gets is I think Masato. I mean, this it'll verge into spoiler territory, which I'll avoid, but like she's, she's unapologetic, mm-hmm. you know, but they also have some fun with like, other characters looking down on her behavior sometimes. Yeah. And I guess, I guess when it comes down to it, she's in a pretty high position of power and Ritsuko is also a very high position of power. I mean, they're right at the top of nerve. So <laughs> they're successful women. And, um, yeah, they almost have a, uh, position of, uh, they almost have a position of power over their young wards. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's good. But I mean, maybe they're in those positions of power just cause, Anime needs to have <laughs> guys would rather wearing military yeah, outfits. There you go. Because you got to get some anime babes in there. I don't know. They, they do. I mean, the show does interesting stuff with her with her relationship. So, and I guess they're not all like totally modern in in their approach, but it sure makes for interesting grist for discussion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, so that was the five. Yeah, the, the fifth, fifth item, the fifth hottest cultural item. context, <laughs> cultural which I guess we sort of decided it it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't reference culture. Well, but culture can't ignore it or something. I like that. That's, <laughs> that's a hot reason. So I'm gonna cross that off. That's the end of our listicle. Yeah, we'll post that on the. I'll post that on the website. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So then you then you know it'll, it'll be findable. And you can I'll even um, say listicle. That's like a good search term. You probably get <laughs> if you Google listicle, you probably ooh, you might want to put on the uh, um, uh, a, well, they clear your browser history. Oh, they, uh, ah, all those bugs get an insect on my hand. Um, I, think I dealt with it well. Yeah. Though. So I think we're come gonna maybe wrap it up here. I uh, thought we should just talk about what we're going to do on the next episode of Neon Podcast Evangelion. Absolutely. Uh, keep them coming back. Yeah. Um, if we didn't bore you to death here, maybe we did, but you still want to come back. Right, right. Um, so yeah, we're really do. separating the, uh, you know, the, the wheat from the chaff here. Yeah, we're learning our craft. Hey, yeah. You know, Shinji got in the Ava the and stumbled. Right, right. And um, right. I was quivering in fear <laughs> so, uh, earlier today. This but is how we're doing. We're honing yeah, our right now. I'm getting a blade. boost online. Yeah. <laughs> so, so anyway, um, next episode, you're coming back. And we're going to watch. Well, we'll do. Uh, we'll figure out something for the first, the first little bit. Um, but then the main meat of it will be uh, to watch the episode two of Neon Genesis Evangelion, The Beast. Uh huh. It's a great episode. It's so a, it's a great companion to the first one. It is good. It's almost like. You probably should have watched the first two episodes by now <laughs> instead of waiting for us. We're, we're pretending that you don't want spoilers. There's a tremendous amount of patience. Yeah, but I, I think that's another thing to address quickly. It's probably best to watch the episode before you listen to the podcast for the episode. Well, yeah, and then go through it. Then like, watch again it again us. with us. We'll yeah. do the pause. We'll do the play. We'll just do sort of a commentary. Because um, you wouldn't strictly be able to enjoy the episode. No, you don't want a couple of dorks talking through the whole thing. <laughs> Shut up! Right, right. it's loud. 
So, so thank you for uh, <laughs> so, evolving along with So homework for you, dear listener, go watch episode two if you haven't already. Hey, if you want to really um, do it, watch it subbed and dubbed because I have. Right, right. I, you know, and you, you want, you don't want to disappoint us. Yeah, yeah. And, and I'm actually of the opinion. I know we're trying to wrap it up, but I'm of the opinion that the dub, the Netflix dub, is good. It sounds good. The, the it's well cast. Um, the lips are synced up in a in a um, good way. Um, I like I like the dub. I'm liking it, so yeah. I don't mind. <laughs> I, <laughs> You're cringing, but well, I, but I I think it's good. I think it's worth watching. But uh, I'm just I'm used to well you know my biases. Yeah. Yes. And besides that, I'm used to specifically the Evangelion. The dub I'm used to from the Platinum Edition is just hot garbage. Okay. I mean it's <laughs> so, it's so terrible. Yeah. Did we? Did we? It's been two hours now, so I can't remember. Did we online discuss my 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 top two hottest reasons for disliking? Uh, I don't dub? think we did. I think we did so that. Let's make a note. Um, uh, why the the, I'm gonna make a note. Why does the trans? What sucks about the translation next week? Okay, we're gonna go and get into it next what week. What sucks? <laughs> okay, I'll hone my um, argument. And, and we'll say between the two subtitled translations, and then maybe in general, what sucks about dub? <laughs> yeah, I'll do that part. Dub <laughs> because yeah. I would like to play uh, devil's advocate. The dub for net the Netflix uh, version, I think, is pretty good. Maybe, um, I mean, as if we were really doing our diligence, we could, I could bring over the Platinum Edition one. And you could just listen to a bit. And if it's like substantially worse, okay, that yeah, might yeah. help. Okay, that's good. You know, the argument a bit. Maybe next episode, maybe not, but possible uh, listen to the, the shitty dub. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, just if you did, at least you okay. could compare them and then you could tell me if it's worse because that that would help me you know, possibly help win me over. Yeah. OK. OK. So that. Yeah. Uh, that's... So I wrote dub shit and what sucks <laughs> as our as <laughs> our note for next time. The adequate prompts. <laughs> <laughs> OK. So, yeah. Thank you for joining us. Yep. Um so you'll find the comment section at the bottom of the page. Uh, we have the, the um, if somehow you haven't seen the uh, website, you know, podcast. Oh, no, it's evangelionpodcast.com. And I hope I get the uh, the podcast, you know, guts worked out quick, pretty quickly. So your podcast app on your phone can, can start tracking it easily. It can be yeah. done now, but you have to like, Grab the RSS URL and plug it in. Yada yada. Anyway. Or you can just go to Sound. Oh, you're already there. You're oh yeah, SoundCloud thank you. There, maybe, <laughs> and, you're just, and you already searched it. But um, yeah, leave a comment. Hey, if you actually listened, leave a comment. Yeah, I mean, uh, I will read it on the next show. Yeah, yeah. It's and it's, if you don't, boy, it's gonna be sad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, it depends what you want to <laughs> listen to. I guess. We yeah. start this, the podcast starts all happy, but by the end we're very sad <laughs> because kind of, nobody's listening to it. You know, I'm thinking about all the things that like, well, it's like was going on while we were like doing Shinji. this. It's like Shinji. We're sort of like more like Asuka right now. We're coming in. We are very confident in our ability yeah. to do this. Yeah, we'll and see where it goes. Kind of horrible reality <laughs> strikes. <laughs> okay, so uh, thank you very much. Yep, signing off. I'm Steve. Uh, Michael. 
and we'll see you next time.